attention. The movie guys love movies. Any conspiracy theories about a government holding back important scientific discoveries until the release of a major motion picture are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, NASA? Liquid water has been found on Mars. I am the greatest botanist on this planet. Matt Damon. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but they found water on Mars about nine months ago, but they just had to wait mm -hmm. yeah. until The Martian was Please. being released. Yeah, we want the hype. Yeah, because that way people will care about space. That's happened before in the last, like, year or something. Yeah. Some movie came out and they're like, and also this other thing happened that's huge that <laughs> yeah. was exactly I'm the I'm surprised we found Whitey Bulger four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think that happened this week. They wouldn't release that until the movie came out. They're like, wait, wait on it. He's been in prison for four years. They're like, just hang on. And we took care of your Matt Damon drop early in the show. Ah. Yes. We're going to play it. We have to. But we got it out of the way. It's always funny. Whenever I arrive, Paul goes, I just have a few more sound effects to put in. And what he really needs to be is super literal and go, I just have to put the Matt Damon <laughs> from World Police onto the end of several clips. Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. Bless this highly nutritious microwavable macaroni and cheese dinner and the people who sold it on sale. Amen. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week at themovieguys.net, as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, TuneIn.com, PodDirectory.com. Basically, we're out there. That is a lot of uploading for you. <laughs> and we're, we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes, share and like posts, rate us, leave a review. We appreciate it. And still, no charge. We're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's internet radio. For, tell your folks. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works now. Tell Just your search friends. Uh, the movie guys on Bing, Google, or that's Yahoo. And we come right up. I am your host for the hardest working comedy show on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. Why don't you go and improve your lie a little, sir? And Adam Witt. <laughs> Say, man, that is a bad outfit. <laughs> Bart Caius is out for the week enjoying vacation somewhere, but later in the show, we'll be joined by today's guest, a regular on ABC's Blackish, where he plays Josh. He's been on like half the show. Even though yeah. he's whitish. regular, right? Yeah. There you go. Whitish. Uh, <laughs> We're not really sure. Who was also in the recent film about Brian Wilson, Love yes. and Mercy, which is oh. out now on Blu ray and streaming. Jeff Meacham will Yay! be with us. There you go. Rendered applause. Very yeah, nice. Well, I'm just thinking he's also a friend of a uh, friend of the show, Johnny DiDomenico. Yes, our good friend. Who, who is kicking ass right now doing his Trump impersonation. If you hear that is Trump funny. being done on uh, Conan, that's our friend Johnny. Good plug for a friend of the show. Yeah, mm -hmm. John. John's great. Yeah, a whole new life for that Trump impersonation right now. <laughs> he had it the whole time, waiting. <laughs> oh, waiting. Lying in wait. Yeah. Many years after well, Art know, of the Deal. He may be one of the only people that wants Trump to stay in the race right? as long as oh, possible. yes. Exactly. Of course he does. It has a yeah. significant impact on his lifestyle. <laughs> and right now, I know he's working on his Bernie Sanders. Because so, he, never, he never quits that guy. He's probably working on his Hillary Clinton. That's how committed he's, this man he's is. He's good. I'm he's telling good. you. Uh, and of course, you know what's coming. Yes, hey. we will preview We didn't know what that was last up. week either. <laughs> All right, it's a new thing. Uh, count on us for filling you in every week on what's new in the theaters. Don't go to the multiplex underprepared. We always say that, right? Mm -hmm. Check with us. We'll tell you what the movies are about. 
And uh, don't forget, we're just like you. We haven't seen the movies. We've only seen the trailers. We're going to figure it out right here. Yeah. Are we going to see we, these things or not? Well, yeah. we're also just going to make big, giant leaps at what we think it's about. Well, of course. Of course. So it's, it's all not spoiler. entertaining if we get accurate. It's all spoiler free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're often very wrong. <laughs> That's half the fun. That, that is, is half the fun. Uh, well, listen, we'll tell you what to expect. Starting this week, especially with The Walk. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a short student mm-hmm. film about a dog and its owner, but it's actually about a high-wire walk between New York's Twin Towers. Hmm. A movie called Sicario. Okay, we'll find out what that is later. (laughs) And The Martian. Here's the rub. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm in a hat designed to last 31 days. So I got to make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. But if I can't figure out a way to make contact with NASA, none of this matters anyway. All right, I have a spontaneous game. Paul, can you recue that? And every time Matt Damon talks, we're going to just fill it in with monotonous information that's not really that important, but it's going to sound a lot more important because it's to that. Okay. L- okay, watch right. it. Let's I'll give you an example. All right, you'll go first, I'll then go Adam first. and yeah, me yeah, yeah. going around the table? All right. All right. I really have to get it's some butter and milk and eggs before I come home from work. You know, Halloween is a time of year where we watch horror movies. So I gotta make I think water Girl Scout cookies are going on sale very soon. Check your local grocery store. <laughs> it's a you know, there are Easter eggs in uh, Age of Ultron that will lead all the way up to Black Panther. I just love that. Well, I, wish like, could, I, wish could, I wish I had the rest of the clip where it could go lead to the guitar well, That's solo. the first time I've, I've heard that song, and Vietnam is not happening no, somewhere in the... Uh, no right? <laughs> I don't know about that. They play this song all the Watchtower. time. I gotta wonder yeah. what the meeting is where it's like, I got it. I got it. Oh, yeah. All along the Watchtower. Watch God. No way! I mean, the marketing genius. Everything really important. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything, oh. as in everything that's been a trailer. It's like all <laughs> over the place. It is the Salisbury Hill of because yes. um, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not romantic, so we're not getting thoughtful. Yeah. So that would be a Salisbury. It's a, Hill. it's it's the uh, Salisbury Hill of things that aren't about life, love, and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> now listen at the top of the show every week we oh I should mention it does also stay away from Wikipedia week is unless it? you want to know how oh. these movies end oh, oh yes they tell you because they were call. books and real life events yeah. and all that so it's yes. all out there um, now uh, this it's International Podcast Day is today. it yeah. yeah what does that even mean I don't know, I don't know. who declares that I, I don't know well, we're doing our part Twitter <laughs> I never do my part for one of those holidays. I feel very relevant right now. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I just timed out perfectly that we're doing it today. Is it International Highlight Your Script Day? Because I've also Did got that? that going on. <laughs> You're on top of these things. Wear headphones, Dave. I was just going to say. There you go. Um, but I, I do a little stale pl- red vines day. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. I plug uh, the show at the top of the show because I want no people to know where they can find us at themovieguys.net sure. and Vimeo mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But... Um, you know, it's important to, I think, do an extra plug here on International Podcast Day. So if you're listening to the show, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is everything. We're cranking out what I think is a really good show every week because we're not just folks who get in uh, in around one mic in the middle of an echoey room and yeah. hope somebody says something funny. This is a production, you know? We bring you things like Manuary. Manuary. Listen to that. That's right around the corner. Listen to that. We got sound effects. We have segments. Who has segments? Who else has this conversation? Let my people go. What the fuck is it with you? That's we, from Exodus Gods and Kings. We just mentioned it moments ago before the show began. Because we were talking Christian Ridley Bale Scott. is in there. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. His Moses was badass. See, I don't know if he's okay. up. Who makes up a song about a horrible character from a movie nobody liked? <laughs> Yeah. 
know Will Smith played Cypher Rage no. in After Earth? <laughs> no. I, no. We did, and we brought you that song. Uh, well, I'm going to call him Cypher Rage from now on. Like we call Keanu, we only call him Cool, cool Breeze, Breeze because that's what it means in Hawaiian, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a Cool Breeze, Reeves. A Cypher Rage for the rest of Will right. Smith's career. Cypher, I, Cypher Rage is going to be that's great, a great in, name. in Suicide Squad. Cypher Rage is going to be Cypher Rage. Because I almost feel like he's raging right now. Like his things aren't going so well for him. So Cypher Rage is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a lot of pent up stuff going yeah. on, I think. What a name that is. Yes. Yeah. Cypher Rage. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, let me think of what to name my D&D character. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's get on to the previous. This is where we bring you uh, original comedy writing every week. See? Huh? Tell your friends. Huh? Oh, it's you worth the friends. price. It really is. Comment and listen, it's, uh, it's getting cold out, so if, you've already get, if you're already getting cabin fever, hmm. two of this week's movie offerings will get you outdoors. 1,300 feet above Manhattan... And stranded on Mars. Perfect. So you got that to look forward to. Well, let's talk about the former getting an IMAX-only release for now, then mm. going to a wider release in a week. It's The Walk. Adam, let's talk about it. Oh. Okay, enough of that. It's not what oh, we're talking sorry. about. This is about a tightrope. I'd rather play this. How dare you, Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> I got kicked out of a Stevie Ray Vaughan party once. I've always held it against Stevie Ray Vaughan. Was he there? <laughs> what? No, it was a bunch of frat guys. He died, right? He died in a plane crash? He did. A hel- yeah. hel- helicopter yeah, plane. They, one of them. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't let us in. <laughs> the point here is... <laughs> the walk. Everyone, That's a great lead-in for look, the walk. Look, Paul, yes. let me just segue into this. Uh-huh. Everyone has dreams. Yes. Abe Fromans was to be the Sausage King of Chicago. Philippe Pettit's was to walk a high wire between the towers of the World Trade Center. <laughs> the walk is based on French climber Philippe Petit. Petit? Pettit? Yeah, sure. Pettit. Andy Pettit. I, yes. Philippe Petit. I Who was it? You were kicked out of the Versailles, Philippe Versailles, Ohio. I know people from Versailles, Ohio. I'm going with Pettit. Philippe Petit uh, <laughs> set a Guinness record for most insane thing that some crazy fool ever did when he actually walked a tightrope between the World Trade Center towers, an act that would forever enrage failed tightrope enthusiast Osama bin Laden. That is a horrible joke. That, you know. That's a great joke. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt... <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt has never looked yummier. Oh, sorry, that came out wrong. Uh, has never looked more balanced as Pettit, mm. who had a really good reason for walking between the World Trade Centers. Uh, but it must have gotten lost in translation because all I could make out was some lofty Frenchy thoughts. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry, but... Too soon. All right? Too soon? Because 9-11? No. Just, you know, another Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie? Wasn't he just in, like, ten movies? <laughs> no, I don't know. When was that bike messenger thing? <laughs> Hey, he's been perfecting his French dialect. Uh, here we actually have a movie guys exclusive. We have footage of Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his trailer working with his vocal coach. Ooh, I actually do like him. This, this is, will be fun. This is very professional of him. Again, again. I would like to buy a hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. I would like to buy a burger. I would like to buy a hamburger. 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 Pretty authentic. But Gordon Levitt does seem to be sporting some kind of unnecessary wig. It's a shame that, for this movie at least, he now goes on that list along with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta of actors whose faces I no longer look at while they're performing. I think Bart would say that this is his French hair. Indeed. The movie is based on the documentary Man on Wire, so check that out if you want to know how this ends. But since you've never seen a YouTube video called World's Most Ambitious Suicide, I think you know he makes it. (laughs) 
The Walk plays like an Ocean's Eleven movie where the goal is to steal attention. Because in order to pull off this insane crime, Pettit employs an unlikely band of international recruits. Alright, you see? Right there. I'm in. I'm in. An unlikely band of misfits? Has that ever not ever not made a good movie? Oh, good. Okay. If you search on IMDb.com, you'll find Hollywood has a history of walk films. There's Walk the Line, Walk mm. Hard, Walk of Shame, mm -hmm. A Walk on the Moon, A Walk in the Woods, A Walk to Remember, and Being John Malkovich. I'm being John Malkovich. That can't be right. Actually, you know what? It says that here uh, when you search IMDb for the word walk. Oh, IMDb. Why do you allow user input? <laughs> but let's wrap up the question uh, with, uh, with Karen here. Yes. Uh, who's asking this question that will be asked at the end of every preview every this day. week. Karen, mm -hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10... How gamey is Philippe Petit? I'm glad you asked me this, Paul, because I've been paying attention to the previews this week, and everybody's very gamey. And this one, I just got to say, first of all, he's a French guy, and he's sweating bullets on a tightrope. So I bet he's kind of stinky. I'm going to give him a seven. All right. Thank you, Karen. Mm. There you go. <laughs> you think it's gamey week, huh? It's, you'll see. It's very gamey. All right. Well, yeah. You're going to sweat if you're walking a tightrope. I'm on just the, uh, saying. It's got to be nerve-wracking, right? Because he doesn't know if he's going to make it. I mean, clearly he had to do all of putting up his wire and everything on, on the sly, so that would make things a little less uh, comfortable. But I can't imagine, I can't even he's, go on a ladder without freaking out. How the hell does he do it? I'm so excited for this movie. This is the craziest thing anybody's yeah. ever done. I'm sure, I, I, I don't know of anything that Evil could Knievel. be crazier. He did jump over... The he failed at that. Oh. Everyone should put failed at before every of Evil Knievel's accomplishments. Oh, yes, that time he failed to jump over oh, the, the Grand uh, Yeah. He yeah. did some stuff. He, did he? Because I've never buses. seen footage of it. A couple of buses. I remember. A couple of buses. I think at, at, at 8 o'clock on um, ABC. I was just about to say, 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. Uh, he would jump over buses, right? And he'd wear his little Elvis outfit. It was awesome. That was an hour lead up to failure. Yes. Is what it was. Lots of commercial breaks, yeah. and they would go to all the announcers, and they would show. And they would go to other like, failures. Yeah, they would That's talk the to thing. This uh, shields and this yeah. walk totally illegal. So there's right. no TV coverage. There's no. no anything. So this is how we get to see it now. A tightrope between the World Trade Centers. That's insane. Yeah. He's and if going he, to fail. I've seen him. I've seen him complete it, <laughs> and he's going to fail. <laughs> how? What is that distance? How far is it? Uh, Who cares? <laughs> it's that. I mean, if it's ten feet, I blame not doing. I know, but we we. It's got to be at least no, a it's really block, far. right? Yeah, yeah a city, a New York City block, God, probably. Okay. Yeah. I can barely walk a block down the street. Oh, I saw the documentary Man <laughs> yes. on Wire. And yeah. The photos yeah. of that give you uh, vertigo. Oh. I can't imagine recreating the. Uh, um. Okay, so here in town, there's something called the Museum of Death. And we went there with our friend Rob. Wait, is that the Scientology thing? I, I love there's all the fake Scientology museums. <laughs> it, it, I don't it's not. think no, so. It's not. No, oh. that's psychiatry it's is death. Psychiatry, a museum of death. Okay, no, go no, ahead. I don't think that's this one because this one's really okay. messed up. You go in there and it's like a little hole in the wall, though I think it's gotten bigger now. They've had enough people interested in the macabre. But it showed one of the different things. They had, I think, um, the lady Mansfield's dog when she died in that car accident. Oh, Jane Mansfield's The dog was yeah. thrown oh, into the taxidermy. And they're all proud of it. So it's there. It's amazing. But they <laughs> also amazing. have a display. They have this old TV running on a loop. This man on a tightrope, and he dies. Ooh. They have the entire thing, wow. and you just watch it, and you just... It's horrible. You don't see him hit, but you don't need to. It's you don't like, need to. I just, I it's really frightening because you see him doing great. and you're, First of all, you're in the Museum of Death. So yeah. that Spoiler already, alert. Mm, <laughs> so you're watching and you're like, this is He does is not weird. make it. And you see him going. And what's really painful is he starts to lose it a little. He gets it back. Then he loses it. And you see that moment when he's like, 
I'm fucked. Yeah, there's n- absolutely no, no way. Yeah. And then he falls. It was yeah. awful. Mm. And this guy, Philippe Petit, though, makes... I mean, it's going to be tough for Joseph Gordon-Levitt to duplicate the energy that he has. If you've seen the documentary, he has more enthusiasm and excitement about tightrope walking yeah. than you have about anything in your life, yeah. including living. Well, but, but because otherwise, what is your reason for doing this? Like, you've yeah. got to be excited about tightrope walking to yeah. try and do this. You're going to fa- He's still going to fail. I've seen him complete it, <laughs> and I can't watch it without thinking he's going to fall. Right? He's going to die, and that's a long way to fall. That's but let's not forget this is Robert Zemeckis as well. Mm-hmm. We all dig, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, he, it, he always uses technology. You know, he comes from Back to the Future and, and very you know special effects-oriented movies, and yet in his later age right now, or I mean even as far back as, as Forrest Gump, he's using technology to create these non-fantastical stories so now we've got 3d imax but it's towards such a good purpose it's to put us on that goddamn wire (laughs) where we're going to die and i know we are yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah to think today he would have the guy would have been taking selfies and all this shit on the wire so i'm glad that that wasn't around then but um that's pretty yeah, I, I, I just hope there isn't an overabundance of the 3D shots throwing stuff. I already see in the trailer they throwing do. stuff at you. Yeah, Why I want, do you I go want, to 3D I movies? Want it because I want to see it in the in the you are there that you're talking well, yeah, about. I want to see him shooting stuff at me. Well, yeah. I'll go to a theme park. For well, they got to shoot an arrow to get that wire across the thing, right? So yeah, maybe, so maybe that'll come at you. Coming right at us, I can guarantee. <laughs> now I gotta right say, I gotta say, people always say, "Oh, I hate when this stuff comes at me in 3D movies." Because when you were young and there were very few 3D movies, you know, like Friday Thirteenth or whatever, those always had. The, I remember Jaws three for no reason in between scenes, cut to a frog, and then the frog jumped at us, and it was like, "Come on." Or the paddleball guy in uh, House of Wax. You remember this? Yeah, I remember the that. The 3D House of Wax. But uh, but now I kind of miss it because everyone's gone all respectable with their 3D. It's mostly the picture frame where stuff happens. Nothing comes at us anymore. So every once in a while when it does, it gets exciting. Yeah, they, they threw plenty of stuff at us at Fury Road. So yeah. there's, uh, oh, that's true. Right, let's get on to our next film, which uh, features the on-screen talents of Josh Brolin, Benicio Del Toro, and John Bernthal. Hmm, I, I'm not sure. Paul, do I like these guys? I don't know. Maybe we better let Karen. Karen, Karen maybe you should. I don't, I don't know who these guys are. Okay, but, but let me translate it for you. The movie features Thanos, the Collector, and the Punisher from the upcoming season of the Daredevil TV show. Ooh, I like those guys. Too late. Karen, help me talk about Sicario. <laughs> Here we go. Do you like that? In case you're already wondering about the title, Sicario means hitman, mm. and Sicario Agente de 47 means hitman agent 47. But, uh, Paul, this is just Sicario. Of course, naturally. Yeah. Now, Sicario, uh, just for fun, you know what, when you type in Sparrow yeah. in the language translation software, you get Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Or, clearly this pizza is not from Mexico. <laughs> Sicario brings back together the famous Sparrow. on-screen chemistry of the <laughs> cast of 2010's The Wolfman as yes. Benicio Del Toro and Emily Blunt solve the drug problem in Mexico once oh. and for all until Thursday. <laughs> when the drug war flares up in the lawless region of Mexico, known as Mexico, the hmm. Department of Defense, played by Josh Brolin, puts together an elite <laughs> government task force of a naive newcomer and a hardened outsider. <laughs> These pairs are actually arranged by BuddyCopMatch.com to ensure lively law enforcement pairings. Oh, we need to make that happen. Mm. <laughs> Her mission to Mexico is is uh, led by Alejandro, played by Del Toro, an enigmatic consultant with a questionable past. Ooh. You know, so many movies feel like they're missing an enigmatic consultant with a questionable past. <laughs> well, not this one. <laughs> 
This movie has that, an idealistic newcomer, and an elite government task oh force. My God. It's winning on all points. Oh, damn, yeah. Alejandro and Kate bravely venture past the back patio of Senor Frogs into a Mexico <laughs> Few vacationers ever get to see with carloads of gun-toting thugs, crooked policemen, and gunfire, and explosions lighting up the night sky. That's Sicario, brought to you by the Mexican Board of Tourism. The trailer's a little confusing, but it's tough to hint at a story about an FBI agent who's more or less in the dark on this military mission. But one thing the trailer does get across, another sound effect we can induct into the Hall of Bwong. Oh, oh. Right. That's the original Bwong, right? That's the original right? Bwong. Yes, welcome to the Hall of Bwong sound effect. You can now take your place among the other stars like Bwong. Yeah. And the new in the previously mentioned yes. Hitman Agent 47. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Hitting a cat. Yeah. I'm in. But here is here it is your new trailer sound oh, effect from Sicario, which reminds me of something getting caught in my vacuum. <laughs> wow! All right, well, congratulations, Hollywood. Let's hear what your trailer would sound like if it's nothing but sound effects. Oh, I'd be curious to Let's know. Take it. out all the dialogue you're yes. saying and the plot points. Just curious. I'm going to see it. It sounds like a fireworks display. <laughs> I feel like they're talking, though. I yeah. feel like it's two characters. Yeah. When did music start becoming blocks? Like, trailers are all just odd sounds that aren't really things. You know what a bell yeah. sounds like. We know what a tree sounds like when it falls in, you know, down. But what's that bwong? I don't know. They're making shit up. Aliens farting. That's yeah. what Alien farts. Like. That's it's what that is. It's metallic farty noises. As this uh, crime thriller falls deeper into cartel territory, all rules go out the window as Alejandro will stop at nothing to take down the cartel because he's not actually there to ask questions. He's there to kill. He is El Sicario Agente de 47. Paul? It's just Sicario. Oh. Well, says you. Yeah. But let's wrap up with the question we'll be asking Karen at the end of every yes. preview this week. Karen, on a scale of 1 to 10, how yeah. gamey are these soldiers? All right, I want you to think about this one because I, hot. I was thinking, hot, yeah, right? because yeah. consider hot desert sun, thick flak jackets. They also have mm -hmm. heaps of gear, military maneuvers. They're running around. Pinned down, no time Pin to down. shower. No. Yeah. I'm, I went seven with the last one. I'm going to go six on this and back it up a little bit. Just six. A little lower. No, I would say they're gamier. Are they gamier? Yeah. I would say those French know how to take a shower. Yeah, they're not yeah, quite yeah. pinned down. They're only going to spend a night in the have, building. They probably have nice perfume and stuff. I bet you that these agents aren't allowed to wear perfume. I'm going uh, to ask you to switch those. I'm going to have to go with seven yeah, on this one. Okay, let me make a seven. note. All right. Let me make a note. You make it an in-game call. It's fine. Gaming. Like I mean, what's a 10 on gamey scale, too, we should also. Oh, well, we're getting there. <laughs> now I should say Karen and I yeah. both saw this because awesome. it did have that Great. limited run, so I went it out to check it out. Cool! It looks really, you know, it kind of looks like the end of Training Day, where you're like, I am in a situation I cannot get out of. Everything's going wrong, right? That just feels like uh, you go down that tunnel in this movie. It looked yeah. like that. Well, yeah. she she just shouldn't be there probably at all yeah. because she's Too forthright uh, sort of uh, moral soldier for the well not soldiers she's with the fbi yeah but these guys are just i mean what we're doing down there 
according to this movie, uh-huh. and fighting the drug war is whatever the fuck it takes. And she's like, this is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we're doing this anyway. And they bring her in. And, and they have uh, alternate agendas, too. It's, it's, I thought the movie was completely badass. Karen has a different opinion. They brought her in, and uh, Emily Blunt is the character that we're talking about. And so they, she's a good uh, agent, and she's really good at what she does. And they just need somebody that doesn't know what's going on. So they bring her in, and for the first 20 minutes or so of the movie... She literally does not know where she's going or what she's doing or anything. Yeah. And I got to tell you, for the whole, the whole hour and 40 minutes of the movie, I had no idea what was going on or where they were going. <laughs> so you're kind of putting her position, right? Um, where well, you're, you're thrown into a situation. No, you know more than her. I just had no okay. idea what was happening. Yeah. You don't entirely know everything. No. But uh, for, for you who didn't know everything, I didn't you would know, know that the character wouldn't know everything. Well, you know how like you in know a anything. movie sometimes, just go with me on this, Adam. All right. Say you're watching a movie and you find something happens at the beginning of the movie. All right, I'll say that. Yeah, I'm watching right? a movie and I find something, something happens, happens at you the don't beginning. Know and then, you know okay, yeah. and then, like, during the movie, maybe that's a reason to go look and figure out what happened at the beginning of the movie and figure that out. Sure. Yeah, we never talk about it again. Yeah. But you don't need to. That's the setup. That's, there's an op- the opening scene of this is great. First of all, shot by Roger Deakins. Oh, yeah, the greatest great. cinematographer working today. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, I didn't. Oh, well, that, then I'm absolutely. We didn't bring him up in. enough. Yeah. Th- I mean, it's Skyfall. Two words. One word. Skyfall. Here's what I wrote about him because I'm going to review this. I'm going to post it on the site because when they give actors Academy Awards for their career, like Paul Newman, you're good in the color of money, but really you should have got it for absolute yeah, yeah, malice yeah, or the verdict yeah, exactly. or what have you. Of course. Yeah. Pacino, same thing. Son of a woman, but you're really getting this for Godfather too. And did Deacons uh, not get Skyfall last year? Deacons has not Oscar? won an Oscar. Oh Jesus Christ! And all the, all these nominations, you know, No Country for Old Men and oh. uh, Skyfall and all this. But the thing about him is, whenever he wins. It will be for a job that he did that was fucking amazing yeah. because he continually, film after film, puts out the best work of his life. Amazing. And yeah, she shot Spectre. That's going to come out right around the corner, and that's going to look great. Yeah. You <sighs> know, so he, I, I hope he gets the Oscar this year for He's Sicario. So I mean, I'll, I'll, the word jury's out on Spectre, but I'm sure it'll look gorgeous as well. There was one scene that I thought was very particularly, he was showing off a little, and it looked really gorgeous. It was when they were walking with the sunset in the background. Do you remember yeah, that? They take that a second was, to make Mexico it was look really beautiful. Pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, at night. Second. Then the day comes and well, even some shots at night just show like gunfire and explosions yeah. all throughout Juarez. Um, but that I mean, he's also doing a bunch of things you haven't seen him do before. He's employing like drone shots and oh, okay. night vision and uh, infrared cameras and stuff to to give the the you are there feel. Yeah. Um I mean it's just this, it's this just looks like very much a movie that cashes in on like you are there. It kind of tries to yeah. put you in the scene. Yeah, but not cuz Karen said at the beginning said we're are we too close cuz if this is shaky cam, I got to uh, move back, you know. She didn't like to sit close when the camera was shaking the camera. And over. We but were halfway I, I remembered it was Deacons and I said no, we're good. Yeah, he doesn't really I, if he does handheld it's not one that shows itself or yeah. yeah. You're going to see It's interesting everything. that you the, the thing that's I guess I'm taking away from it is that it did look great and it did have great actors in it and it did have a lot happening but I didn't care. Mm. Yeah. So that's where they lost yeah. me. Yeah, I I differed in that I just thought was continually fascinated by what we're doing down there according to this movie, you know, to fight these wars. Uh, Brolin, it's only right that he played Tommy Lee Jones in <laughs> Black Three because this is a Tommy Lee Jones role. He's yeah. smile the whole time. Here's what we're doing. We're getting it done, and I got a crew of boys, and my boys are going to get it done, yeah, yeah. and all this, and and uh, he's barking orders at him, and he's and they, again these big shit house guys that you, you pull right out of Zero Dark Thirty or whatever movie mm-hmm. now. That it's just the and who are they? Are they DOD? Are they Army? Are they Marines? Are they CIA? What's going on? And then yeah. you just go in the get they're knuckle shit breakers. Done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like 
yay, we did that. Should we have? Did we do it right? Was there yeah. rules of engagement? Well, that, and that's was what Emily Blunt's there legality? for is to go, oh, this is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was always interesting. And I, I get from what I gather on the trailer is that you don't realize what, I guess, Benicio Del Toro at first is meant to play some sort of benevolent sort of character and then things creep in that you're like oh this guy's not playing by the same rules we are and then by the end it's like oh he's a hitman he's just killing he's just you know yes and no okay all that except he's rightly not even benevolent at the beginning oh okay. <laughs> he's always kind of just shadowy. comes right in to start yeah, cutting yeah. off thumbs all right yeah, yeah. i'm in i'm in yeah. i'm in but i can see why you say you wouldn't care because i have a feeling it plays that cold side that he is as its tone and theme, and I don't think that resonates with you. Oh, but I was going to say, that opening shot Deacons has is of the city of Chandler, Arizona. And you're looking at it, you're like, this could be the beginning of E.T. You know, it's a bunch of prefecture homes or whatever, and and long roads and stuff. And then suddenly, just as the camera widens out, SWAT guys. Uh. Big truck, big black truck coming over the hill, and it's like, oh, we're doing a raid, we're doing a drug raid. And then you see how just ugly even these beautiful Arizona towns mm. get because of the big drug war. And then all hell freaking breaks loose, and the opening scene is crazy. But yeah, they don't look; they don't go into anybody's family or anything like yeah. that. You get some there's some relationship, and that Emily Blunt has someone that she works alongside, who and they have a relationship of sorts. But um, yeah, I mean, Tom, Karen doesn't like Tom Clancy and that kind of stuff, so this is not your bag. Tom Clancy cannot even write a kiss in the book without it being lame. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, Read listen. him writing a makeout saying it's the lamest thing you've ever read. <laughs> I w- I would it's re- very strategic. I'll go ahead and agree with you on that, when, even though I haven't read that, but yeah. I'm sure he can't do a love scene. No. <laughs> All right, well, listen, Juarez, Mexico isn't portrayed in the kindest light in no. this movie, and it reminds me of something I always say on this show. Thanks, Hollywood. Looks like I'll never be going there. <laughs> and Sicario and Traffic are hor- and the horrible atrocities of Apocalypto to say nothing mm. else. Uh, say, uh, have me sing goodbye Mexico see you in the next life thanks Hollywood <laughs> not visiting it so appreciated <laughs> movies you've turned me off of going there so let's recap all the places here. we have to be thankful to Hollywood for for keeping me away from ah yes sure Blood Diamond oh thanks Hollywood never going to Sierra Leone uh-huh. how about Captain Phillips thanks Hollywood never going to oh, Somalia no. Babel Thanks, Hollywood. Never going to Morocco. You know, in fact, Hotel Rwanda, Black Hawk Down, and The Last King of Scotland. Thank you. I'll just never be going to Africa. Not to mention District 9 and The Mummy. How about A Mighty Heart? Thanks, Hollywood. Never going to Pakistan. I didn't know that. Behind enemy lines? Thank you, Hollywood. Never going to Bosnia. I had big plans, man. Wait a minute. How about The Hurt Locker? Okay, not that I need Hollywood's help to avoid the Middle East, but thanks, Hollywood. The Green Zone, Rules of Engagement, Body of Lies, The Kingdom, Syriana, and countless documentaries. I'm out. God, you're running out of places to go. What about, uh, what about Peru? I will never go to Peru. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Not that you represent Peru as being a horrible place. You're just a horrible movie. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that is too bad because I, I think that Peru is beautiful from what I hear, but we'll never go there. Yeah, you got your uh, Peru, that's Pachiku Fitz- Machu Chico thing. Yeah, Fitzcarraldo. I'll go there because of Fitzcarraldo. Oh, yeah, well, I went to all over Rome because of Angels and Demons. Yeah. As soon as I got to Rome, like, where'd, the, where'd they do all the Dan Brown stuff? I can't wait for our next vacation. I want to go to Europe and go to England just so I can go to those little towns and find Bridget Jones's friends. I want to go to all the little towns. You want to make friends with those With her friends. Yeah. yeah, and just ride around and be obnoxious. And, of course, this is a bit. We are not slamming all of these No, I really want to go and be her friend. No, well, no, but, the, the, oh, good, right. the good stuff we yeah. stand by. Okay. But the, but, the, I'd probably fuck a lot of those places. Oh, right? I'm not going to. But it's just a bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, they make a little car. And Mexico, I'm never going to Mexico, even the frat parts of it. Like a, fr- a friend of mine was just like, oh, we'll just hop over the border. I guess there's nice bars and stuff right over the border. You know, they're, they're not going to 
No, not even. <laughs> yeah. Well, See, I, I was just like, no, I'm not even doing that. I ain't even. Uh, I ain't. They got no. Con- from what I heard, they got no constitution over there. I ain't doing it. You're just a guy who looks like you could be held for ransom, and that's just not what you want, really. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they want to hurt you. They just want to hold you for ransom and then that's it. Get money. We've yeah. been to the cruise ports. Cabo's really nice. Cabo? Yep. Uh, Cabo. Yeah, go to yeah. Cabo. Cozumel's nice because they have the Tulum pyramids and there's a. Do they still put the there. word Mexico after those two words? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Those just but seem like uh, you know. yeah. We went to one place off. called uh, I think it was called Costa Mesa, which I know is in a town here as well. But you go there. Uh, on your cruise ship, and yeah. you get out, and they've built a whole sort of village of touristy fun. Yeah. There is a whole straw market <laughs> for shopping. There's some restaurants and bars, and there's a couple of huge pools. And they named it Not Mexico. Well, then well. there's a giant fence around the whole thing oh, wow. with armed guards. Oh my god! And dogs keeping you from going out the doors because holy shit. who the hell knows what's out who there? But in yeah. here, enjoy your sanctuary. It's wow. gorgeous, but at the same time, you just feel bad because you're like, what's on the other side of that wall? People. And now, thank you, Hollywood. Being we know. Treated badly. I don't know. Anyway. Our final film of the weekend is The Martian, starring Matt Damon. Adam, you want to talk about it? Oh, I love Matt Damon. But I don't know. Is there any other reason to be excited about this movie? Let's see what we got here. Uh, Drew Goddard wrote the script. It's got Michael Pena, Kate Mara, and Sebastian Stan. Who? Oh, um, I should say it. Uh, say it in translated Adam, for Adam. Mm-hmm. It's written by the showrunner of Daredevil and features Ant-Man's best friend, oh. Invisible Girl, and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. I'm in. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> it's Apollo 13 meets Castaway minus Tom Hanks. Twice. <laughs> it's Jason Bourne versus No Oxygen. It's fall, which means it's time for cinema's annual trip to a moat in zero gravity for another shot at the elusive science fiction Oscar. Interstellar failed to ignite the Academy's retro rockets, but not for lack of crying. <laughs> now in The Martian, NASA sends another Matt Damon to probe into space. <laughs> its mission? Crash and strand Matt Damon, just like in Interstellar. <laughs> it's like Earth just can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> when a mission to Mars meets a hostile planet... Storms? No, the Tea Party made it there first. The ship must take off prematurely, abandoning Mark Watney, played by Matt Damon, who now finds himself stranded alone 140 million miles from Earth without even Facebook to pass the time. Well, if it's like my Facebook, it would just be full of his friends talking about how they were having a great time not being stranded on Mars. (laughs) Anyway, here's a clip. (laughs) At last, after 2,000 years of work, the Illudium (laughs) Q36 explosive space modulator. That that wasn't a clip. That that sounds fantastic. (laughs) Now he must figure out a way to survive until a less skittish mission to Mars arrives. All I remember from my interplanetary survival badge in Boy Scouts is that you're not supposed to eat anything with odd numbers of eyes. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Eventually, a group of fellow astronauts agree to a rescue mission on Mars. Let's play another clip. Bring him home. That's, that's not it either. Bring okay. Him home. That's on the poster, I think. Yeah. Bring him home. So that's uh, the tagline to the movie. It's In space, no one can hear Les Mis. There's <laughs> the catchphrase. It's written all over Damon's face. On the, anyway, these clips aren't going so well. <laughs> will the ship make it back to save him? Or will they have the increasingly probable space collision with the floating George Clooney? George Clooney and now Matt Damon. <laughs> Part of America's space program is certainly hell-bent on sending only the prettiest people into space. Won't the aliens be disappointed when they land on Earth and see a bunch of Zach Galifianakis running around? <laughs> Damon has yet to find an elusive... 
Damon has yet to find an elusive source of water in the vast dry deserts of the Martian landscape. Yet even with a plot that's perfect for our own drought-ravaged California, they shot in Jordan and Hungary. I mean, we cannot catch a break here. But actual science question here. Does he drink his own pee? <laughs> that was Karen's first You got it, right? <laughs> After I saw the preview, it got real quiet and Paul's waiting and I go, do you think he drank his own pee? It's a logical question. He did in Waterworld and there was plenty of water there. Yeah. There's a lot of pee drinking if there's some survival going on, you know? Yeah. 127 hours, what? you gotta drink some pee, right? You run it through a filter thing and da da bing, you're good. <laughs> you rinse it through a shirt, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just gonna make a filter thing, Paul? <laughs> you can't Google that shit, you're in space. He's gonna science the shit out of it. I've, heard, right. this, I've heard the preview. Now, I will say, the title is actually really misleading because he's not playing a Martian, okay? I mean, if you go to school in Paris, but you're still an American, they don't call you a Parisian. So why would anyone consider this title to be accurate? Willing suspension of disbelief. I'm not buying it, contradictory low voice. This is a guy who's stuck on Mars. I would just call it the stuckling. The stuckening. The stuckening. And according to the trailer, Kristen Wiig stars as Reaction Shot. And farting trailer alert! Oh! Now this is one of those juicy farts. This isn't one of those juicy farts like from past trailers. You're saying in the past we've had juicy trailer farts. juicy trailer farts. This is a little different. Let me play one. That's a very juicy trailer fart. That is going to get you stuck in a hallway in a Blumhouse movie or something. Yeah. Now the trailer for the Mor- the Martian has a loud, confident, <laughs> confident trumpet fart. Oh, yeah, right in the middle of it to accent its plot points. Let's hear it. Okay. Confident fart. That's how I fart right there. <laughs> that's that's how I'm ready to take the bar fart. All right, well let's hear it in action. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates and to NASA and to the entire world. And the church fart at the end. <laughs> With Matt Damon's recent Project Greenlight comments and diversity and his quote about gay actors staying in the closet, don't be surprised if audiences say, Leave him there. Leave him there. Supposed to bring it back. Amazing. Oh, and nice. the, let us not. Uh, of course, we must also yes. mention the film is directed by Ridley Scott, oh, yes. which means I will still like him no matter how well this turns out. It for, uh, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but let's wrap this up with a question we've been asking Karen at the end oh, of every yes. preview okay. this week. Oh, Karen, yes. on a scale of one Here to we go. ten, no shower possibilities. How yep. gaming is Damon in this oh. movie? Okay, so that's important because immediately you know. There's no shower because he's no shower. stuck up there on Mars, and not so, even really an opportunity for a horse bath either. Like, what's he gonna uh, what's dip he his? Gonna, uh, yeah. What's he gonna wet? His pee, <laughs> right? And there's uh, abnormal Martian heat. I imagine it's hot, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's humid. Clearly, closer to the sun, right? Right. Yeah. And he's got no, a nasty. Away. Spa- oh, colder. Colder. All right. So maybe down he does nine. Have a nasty <laughs> spacesuit full of swamp ass. Mm. Seriously, because they do pee and poop in their suit, right? So I'm just saying. Well, they probably have a place to poop, but there's no place to shower. <sighs> You're going to have to put on the same suit. There's no place uh, to this wash is a ten. that thing. It's a 10. Ten. 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 All right. There you go. That's the important stuff out of the way. Gamey week. Gamey week. It's a gamey bunch of movies. Yeah. Same.
I, in comparison, man, I think you got to knock the walk down to even a five, maybe. I mean, they, they showered a day or two before that. That's you know? true. And, and he's <laughs> used to it, so maybe he doesn't sweat as much as like I would be if I was doing it. He's like, I do this all the time. Yeah, exactly. See, but if I were doing that, I would sweat and I would shit my pants. And yeah. It would be and I would you be would nasty. be a nine at yeah, least. Be, yeah, yeah. You would be very You'd gamey be very and gamey. shitty. <laughs> now, does water on Mars uh, finding it ruin this movie? Because now we'll all be watching the movie going, I'll just go up on that hill. There's apparently running water. You can. No, I, I'm sure he has to find it. He's got three months to live, but only one month's worth of supplies. He must find water on Mars. They must have faked that before. But there's always been theories that there's some water on Mars. So and theories. he's. Um, and women, if you've seen the crazy. Theory. Well, this is true. <laughs> yeah. and, and men with like little brooms on their and head. Transgenders. But um, also, Matt Damon, isn't he really uh, very political in the sense that he's very democratic and he wants to save the earth and he's about global warming so maybe is. that is a hidden element of this movie is the fact that he gets on his little space trousers and he goes out there and finds water and he's like check this out yeah, maybe water. he discovers it right space trousers nice. you think that's the technical term <laughs> i'm sure of it space trousers now there is a an animated movie waiting to be made yeah, that's that's a, that's nasa naming those in 1950 and it has to stick uh, yeah, we can't exactly. call them anything else. space trousers call, sorry that's what he we pulls up his big boy space trousers and he goes and he finds some damn water luckily there was a space davenport left over from the <laughs> spaceship and <laughs> uh, we can't change the name of that the space credenza <laughs> we had a discussion briefly before we started uh, rolling on the show about that line of Ridley about Ridley Scott that I love his movies all but not the last <laughs> yes. five you gotta go that's back. usually what you say with Ridley Scott it's so weird he really actually only has I'm gonna say five movies we like and consider universally great I'm gonna say you've got your alien you got your Blade Runner you got your I mean legend you can't say is universally great but it's pretty good you got your Thelma and Louise. That, oh. that, that didn't even him, first oh. of all. Tell great me that's though. a Ridley Scott movie. It's great. It's a great movie. But watch it and go, ah, oh, this is Ridley Scott. It's so, such a Ridley Scott movie. All right, you got your Gladiator, right? You got your, what's it? American Gangster. <laughs> American <laughs> Gangster. I'm hearing it's good. I, uh, yeah, yeah. A Ridley Scott movie? Yeah. If you watched it, would you go, ah, oh, this is such a Ridley Scott yeah. movie? Then you got A Good Year. And you've got. Yeah, uh, someone, someone to watch, watch over, over me. me. You got, got uh, uh, yeah, White Squall. Up and down uh, in their Prometheus. 1492. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, so it's it's just, it's it's funny. It's like. But yeah, early uh, reviews on this are that it's the most crowd-pleasing movie he's made in a long oh. time. So He doesn't do crowd-pleasing. Yeah. Let's all just be excited. And, uh, oh, I also down. wanted to say, um, I mentioned whenever we were watching the preview together, that oh, no. when I saw that Matt Damon would be a spaceman, I said, let the probing begin. Because I wish Martians <laughs> would come down. You would like Matt Damon's like to come Matt and probe you? I'm just saying. It was something I was thinking about when I was also thinking about how stinky he probably was. But but yeah, I think that this would be great if a bunch of Martians ended up looking like Matt Damon because he started to have sex with the locals. Yes, but as pointed out, he's still an American. He's just on Mars. Oh, so he's not he, a Martian. If, if, if in real life we find a, a bug or something in that water and we bring it down here... Shut you hear it here. We're all fucked. That <laughs> right. thing's gonna like. Oh, these have the ability to grow into thirty times the size and eat all of humanity. Just you know. How cool there. is leave that? Because there. this is another version. Being that he uh, Ridley Scott did Alien, this is another version of that. Oh yeah, that's true. He's gotten back into sci-fi, which right. is really cool. That's and not for nothing, October fourth and fifth at the New Beverly Alien. Alien. Oh. Fine. Good to know. Enough of this nonsense. Yes. We got a guest waiting in the wings from Blackish and the new to Blu-ray Love and Mercy, Jeff Meacham, and he'll be here on the air with us in about ten seconds. So hold tight. <laughs>
Joining us for the second half of the show is an actor who's appeared in a number of projects, not the least of which include The Thundermans, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Nickelodeon, Ooh, I like uh, that. Big Love, show we, we have. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 And yeah. it's always sunny in Philadelphia, uh-huh. but it's currently on season two of Blackish on ABC, which airs Wednesdays at 9.30 Eastern. It's Jeff Meacham, everybody. Yay! Which, by the way... Uh, it is Wednesday at 9.30. I right know, now. and now you're here. That's what I was doing over there. I was live tweeting to an episode that I wasn't watching. So I was just, uh, I was just following uh, along with what the other cast members were saying. And I was like, uh, that's that's awesome. funny. I love that moment. <laughs> <laughs> love that, Anthony Anderson. But you are in this week's episode? Yeah. Because yeah, oh, it seems dude, like you're in about cool. half of them. No, no, no. All, most of them, 20 no, out of 24. You have no, no idea no. what you're talking about. Yeah. What? Who yeah. do you play on Season the show? one, I did 20 out of 24. And so far, he would yeah. know. I haven't seen all of them, but IMDb lists uh, Anthony Anderson is in 46 episodes. They're already projecting into the next season. So the that's a very good point. Yeah. The uh, the 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 family and this is weird how IMDb does this. If you are recurring in any kind of way that holds you out of any episodes, they list you as you do each episode. They they don't list it till the episode airs. But with series regulars, they put how many they're going to do that oh. season. So that's it's weird You'll how they do 46. that. have your forty six. Yeah, yeah. In May or something. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. It's very. It's, it's that's why you saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's strange cool. how they do that. Congratulations. So oh, you'll see you. that sometimes. You'll see like thirteen episodes, and then you'll see someone else with one. You're like, no, I heard that dude did like five or six episodes. But You've anyway. been in what I've seen, but who knows? Maybe they do stuff. Uh, you know, far. Why don't they go on vacation or something? Yeah. And hopefully, you're not there. hopefully. Do, yeah. I have not seen the show. Who do you play on the show? I play Josh in the Office. So it, the cool thing about Blackish is is you know with the, how the whole thing is following Dre's life. Uh, as a black man in America, as a well-off black man in America. Um, he's got multiple perspectives. He's got his father's perspective on life, which is kind of the you know the, the old civil rights movement, uh, a black man. He is a 40-year-old man, and he has four children uh, with a mixed-race mix wife uh, that are all in private school and living in Los Angeles. Okay. So he's got all these different perspectives. And then he goes to work where he works at, for, uh, as a, at an ad agency, and it's a very shallow job, and I'm mm-hmm. one of the... Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm one of the people at work. I mean, our theme is consistent with the idea that whatever's going on in his life, he brings it to work to get our advice, and we always give him the wrong advice. Yeah, like that's the <laughs> that's let, the theme. Let me give you an example from yeah. this clip. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I pulled Clips? a little something. I pulled yes. a little something I saw. Like a clip. My first wife was a bit of an enabler. It ended with my boys trying to menendaze me, duct tape me to the fridge, and beat me with a bag of clementines to get my bank codes. <laughs> wow. We were taught to uh, respect our parents, right, Charlie? Hell yeah. Except Eustace kind of runs the show at my house. I lost a more high ground once I bought a jet ski in his name and ruined his credit. You own a jet ski? Technically, he does. Or did. Had to get rid of it. My builder manager said it was taking up too much room in the pool. <laughs> Look, Dre, what have you done to punish Zoe? I took away her phone. Smart. So you can check out all her Snapchats, Tumblr, <laughs> Tinder, Grinder. I'm on all of them. <laughs> Pretty lonely, you guys. Hey, thinking about getting a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff at the end there, obviously. That is what he's great at, though, is the flip, the 180 degree. Hey, Think about getting a cat. I love that. <laughs> and I do. And they kept that. They've kept that theme now through the whole. Scene. Like I have a cat, and my mom takes care of my cat. Like, and it's it's a, it's a thing. He's a, he's a lonely fellow. Oh, so you guys giving advice also. Dion Cole in there. The oh, I love Dion. Yeah, yeah Dion's fans amazing. of his from Conan right on. So yeah, yeah good to see him always yeah. uh, in, in stuff. His stand. Have you seen his stand up? His stand up is fantastic. I have not, you no. If you guys ever get a chance to see Dion, he does it all over LA all the time. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. that's awesome. oh, yeah. That's right. I was thinking, what, Netflix? No, just go out and see him. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We, we live, live in LA. In Los Angeles. We can yeah. just go out and see him. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you come right at this? You came right on board when the show 
uh, started up. Did I come right on Mari? Yeah. No, I I had the dream come true kind of. Uh, it really is an actor's dream come true story. I I auditioned for a guest star in the pilot. Um, I know casting very well. They cast Lendermans as well, and and those ladies uh, are, are big fans of mine. And um, you know, it was another audition for a guest star. Really, is what it played itself at the time. It was called the Untitled Anthony Anderson Project. Mm. Uh, I was having a very bad day the day I auditioned for it. And I thought, you know, if I book it, I'll, I'll get to do, I've done this before. I've done roles in pilots where it's just a guest star and it's great. It's a, it's great to be a part of the, the pilot, but that's it. And, um, and then I booked it and, uh, I, from the moment I got there, the only, there was always something that stuck out in my mind when I walked on, it's, you know, in the, in, on the script, it said, uh, Dre in voiceover it said in voiceover this is Josh not one of the good people or one of the not one yeah not one of the good guys and I thought that's strange I'm being introduced you know like you don't introduce a character that's just a guest star in a pilot and that always kind of stuck with me up until we shot it and then everything was just this perfect little slow you know incline of like you know then then the show gets picked up and i get a phone call late in the summer that says you know uh uh from my agent saying okay so they want to book you for episode two and it's like okay cool so maybe we'll be these office guys that'll show up every once in a while and then episode three and then episode four and yeah, it just awesome. literally that's never, cool, never changed. also the big cliche in los angeles if you know of enough, enough actors is whenever they get any part in any show they always say, well, it could be recurring. Oh, it's, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm playing a cop who comes and gives a guy a ticket. Could be recurring. Could be recurring. <laughs> and it's always because, you know, like, you know, you'll get the, the, the shallow, nice comment from whoever, the director, the producer will come up. Hey, man, great yeah. job. Yeah. You know what? Hey, maybe we'll see you back here. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. oh, wait, I did get and that. And so it. many actors take that to heart. Like, yeah. hey, it could be recurring. I could, you never know. Me on the back. First thing I did here was General Hospital. And sure. I, I was a, a, an undertaker type of guy. I was coroner on the scene. I'm like, would you like a moment alone before we take him away? And then I leave with the body. <laughs> But the casting did exactly that. You never know. Maybe something went wrong. You got to come in and testify. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. I hope so. I'm like, okay. I know. All right. I know. But I'm the, I think I'm the, you never know. I am. I'm mm -hmm. the, I'm that guy. And, and by, by episode 13, they were, uh, they were, they, they were asking for my quote. And uh, by halfway through the season, uh, for the back 11, I became a series regular. That's and it awesome. was just a dream come true. I cried a lot. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I cried <laughs> I a lot. That. You do not sound like a guy who cries a I lot. Cry, I'm, this oh, voice, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a huge crier. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I cried in I, I, for biggest movie that I've... One of the top movies I've ever cried the hardest I was Independence Day. And when the when the first lady goes, when the first lady goes down, don't she just bawl? Oh, the pride of Fredoni State, Mary McDonald. <laughs> That's our college. Is that yeah. no way? That's yeah. our girl. Yeah. She's our big alumni. Oh, big alumni we're proud of. Uh, oh. Fredonia State. There you go. When Pullman <laughs> yeah. comes out and is mommy sleeping, and he's no like, kidding. "Yeah, baby, mommy's asleep." I bawled. Uh, but yeah, no. So there you go. Yeah, series regular. Oh. There, you know. Independence Day. Wow. Independence heard something Day. already right out of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Our, our time with Jeff Me. <laughs> and then, and then also, and then I'm a recurring on the Thundermans. I played their the kid school now, principal. I, that yeah. I just saw on IMDb and it's like, what the hell is that? Well, yeah. I see it's got Chris Tallman in there, so it's a bunch of Chris crazy uh, people. Superheroes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a superhero yeah. family. It is a hundred percent. If they were watching this, it's like Nickelodeon. Just, it's right? it's The Incredibles as a live action. It's yeah. a, it's it's cool. as if The Incredibles was turned into a Nickelodeon TV show. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's it. They're in secret. They all have superpowers. They're retired. You know, it's the same exact idea. They have four kids, all with superpowers, and it's but it's Nickelodeon style. And I'm the school principal. Uh, same idea. I w did a guest star and uh, and as just their principal. And I, they just shake your fist a lot. Yeah, oh, you kids with your yeah yeah. No, I'm more I'm more like super. I hate children. I hate I hate them. I hate everything about my my 
my uh, my life, and I'm, I'm miserable on that show too. And I just <laughs> it sounds really great. But that but that's fun because I always get my comeuppance. Like that's I get that Nickelodeon like you know something falls, falls on my head, head or whatever. Yeah, that's like Saved by the Bell acting, right? It is. It's <sighs> maybe a little more respectable than no, that. No, 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 no. no. I mean, <laughs> but it, is that fun? It's super fun, right? To to really be it's that sort super of fun. over to the be top. That broad. Yeah. There's there's no like ceiling to a performance on yeah. a Nickelodeon TV show, yeah, right? It's really yeah. fun. But like watching <laughs> Tallman and 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 you know Rosa Blasi, who's who plays his wife on the show. You know those two, they, they kill it. They kill, it. but it's not, it's not about them. It's these kids. The two oldest are. I mean, they're gods. They are gods mm-hmm. on Instagram and, and you know on the social media world. Kids live and die by them. You know yeah. they are they are literally as wow. famous as you know Bieber in that world. They are gods. It's so weird. It's weird. so weird. You know to just book a, a a multicam, you know fun cool Nickelodeon show and they are they are they are loved. Yeah. You know. It's funny these the new Disney kids and Nickelodeon like the kids the kids that are born right now there's always been Twitter you yeah. know there's always been Instagram weird? yeah and and I did worked on a thing where I did some promos for this thing called uh, uh, the the it's the sons and daughters of all the the descendants. Uh, which there was already a movie called The Descendants. Right, right, yeah, I know about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have to put uh, what's the what's the Butler uh, you have to Lee put Daniels Lee descendants. Daniels Descendants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I my my friend's uh, eight year old like knows all these people and they've been in all these TV shows and they're huge yep. stars and I'm just like seeing them like yeah they're just kind of playing this cheesy you know Carilla Deville's and, kid or whatever yep. but uh, but they're they're gigantic they have huge careers yeah. by now already. And it's crazy you know? man. You know remember at that age too kids watch reruns so these shows yeah. don't last for a very long time like thunderman's is one of the longer big hits on nickelodeon and it'll be three seasons yeah. that's it wow. that's yeah. it because then they don't have to you know i mean i don't know I, I, i'm guessing at this point with they the business run them side over, over. yeah they, yeah they just play the reruns and then they don't have to renegotiate their contracts and yeah. they don't have to do you know as they get more famous and then they just play it forever i mean the kids still watch shows that we when we were kids you know like the i, I think the, the, the yeah i can't remember what the name of the show is the, the babysitter's club that's still around yeah. they'll that's bring true. it back you'll watch it now so anyway, that's it. Uh, so let's talk Love and Mercy then, because yeah. I saw that. I think that's one of the best films of the mm. year. Oh, the story cool. for those of you who don't know, Brian Wilson and the creation of the classic uh, Beach Boys album Pet Sounds, and oh, in it you play Tony Asher, yeah. who was like a huge influence on how great that album was. Yeah, yeah, it was um, um, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I um, you know, I I I I feel like there's a theme because now I'm about to say it was just another audition. We'll get to where you killed a guy here later in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing great stories. Yeah, right? No, you're hitting your stride. Man. I did not in life. Uh, yeah, I, I, right? I, I am. I am. I did had no idea what I was going in for. I knew I knew what the movie was about. Someone said you're going in for a Beach Boys film. Of course, they didn't give you the script um, at the time. And when I got there for the initial audition, it was just a you know, I was at the casting director, read with the casting director, bada bing, bada boom, done. Uh, quick read, and then I got the callback. And when I went to the callback, I remember I was standing. It, you went to the production, pre-production office, and there were pictures everywhere and i was like oh this is cool it's the beach boys neat and then i like looked down i saw a picture of paul dano and john cusack and i was like are they in this movie (laughs) that's cool i love those guys if you don't know they play brian they both play brian wilson at various times in his life and so you're not in the whole film 
Yep. Because no one is. Yeah. Uh, we cut back and forth between older Brian and younger Brian, but you're in my favorite parts, which is the in-studio creation yeah. of the Pet Sounds that album. That was a dream come true. That, was, that, was, that wasn't a dream come true because I'm not a big music fan, but I, I fell in love with everything that was happening. I mean, we just like it really was like filming a movie where you, you got a shot for two and a half weeks, and I'm probably in less than two minutes of the film. Most of my scenes got cut. And uh, which was kind of heartbreaking, but uh, <laughs> but at the same time, the experience was unbelievable. I'll give you one moment that'll that'll that'll, that'll be very cool for you. So we shot in the actual studio where they shot Pet Sounds. Oh, no shit. Every oh every uh, st- uh, what are they called? They're, the musicians are called uh, studio studio musicians. studio musicians. All played the songs for real. They were oh, actual studio musicians. They God, dressed them experience. all to look exactly like oh, the God. person they were playing. So if this person was a tall, you know, older white man that played the um, oboe, he they made sure that they got a taller man to play the oboe. Um, only a few of them were actually actors. In fact, only only Johnny Sneed was an actor that played the drummer, famous Hal, Hal Hartley, Hal Hart. So he was somebody <laughs> super... Hal Holbrook? That's Hal, yeah, Hal Linden. I know that's so He's super, uh, fa- a famous drummer in that world. He yeah, was yeah. the only actor that just so happened to also play the drums really well, but the rest were all actual musicians. They're playing the songs for real in the scenes that we were doing, and at times, uh, Paul would say, oh, hold on one second, hold on. Will you, oh, oh, the guy standing next to him, the studio technician guy, whoever, was the actual guy. Oh, <sighs> that did it and he would play back that song that they were doing so let's say we're working on what you know one of the songs they would play the original recording and you could hear brian's voice and he would hear it clock it and then go back and do the scene again so he would Mm -hmm. like those moments were just like and i would just be saying next time be like well this is really happening like this (laughs) yeah you got to recreate the day that that happened so accurately that's number two uh, rolling stone list says the number two greatest album of all time like like just neat little things like that. So that was the whole experience was so cool. It was just I, I remember Johnny and I bumped into each other in an audition like a month later at a commercial audition at two hundred South. Johnny Sneed, the guy who played mm-hmm. the and both of us were just we had that we had that agreed yeah. look on our face being like, This sucks. I just want to go do movies. Like that was so yeah. cool. Like how often <laughs> That must be so neat for an actor like Paul Dano who gets to just go kind of from awesome movie to awesome yeah. movie or at least yeah. awesome, awesome yeah. movie experience. You know, we're here we are back at a Burger King audition and we were like, oh my God, we were just playing the Beach Boys. <laughs> like I yeah. just played the dude that wrote that album, you know, and, and now so that I, was surreal. I have a greater appreciation for who you played because we went to see Lyle Lovett at the Wiltern, one of our favorite artists, and Lyle just finished performing on a... I can't remember who the artist was that everyone was covering, but it was produced by Peter Asher. And he brought Peter Asher out on stage. And Lyle's like, the other guys didn't even understand. We're like, yay. I'm like, who is it? I go home, I Google him, and it's suddenly like, whoa. Whoa. You know, it's mm. like the time we met Russ Kunkel when we saw Lyle perform, and Russ plays drums for Lyle. But look up Russ Kunkel, the studio musician. Uh, he, he's played with everything. everybody. And he's part of the classic James Taylor Carroll yep. King troubadour group. Cool. You know, and he's played with everybody. And so cool. Peter Asher had this huge thing. And so Tony is his brother. Yeah. And now they have this whole just tie into such musical legacy that I've learned about through this movie and through seeing Peter live uh, that I've just found fascinating. And I'm not sure how much they got to ex- the, the backstory is not explained too much, but Tony 
was Tony was a, an ad man on 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 uh, Madison Ave. Like he wrote jingles for a living, is what he did. He wrote jingles for Mattel, which I thought was kind of cool because I've worked for Mattel before. But he, uh, you know, he was a he was a suit in a way that was just had this uh, magical side to him. And I think he was playing one night. I don't know where. I wish I could remember something to that degree. And uh, Tony or um, Brian Wilson just so happened to be there, hearing him play, and was like. This guy's amazing, and his lyrics are incredible. And so it was a huge risk on top of everything else. And uh, what they don't explain in the movie is for for Brian Wilson to not go on tour that summer, that was like Paul McCartney not going on tour with the, the Beatles. You know, like they went and performed without him. And so that was a huge deal. Like he stayed behind, and they yeah, brought yeah, him. The, yeah, the, the story is, because I had just heard of this album about two years ago. A friend of mine was playing it, and I'm like, oh, what, what, what's this? You know, it's really good. And to some tracks, you can tell it's Beach Boys. On other sure. tracks, it's, it's, it's something yeah. really different. And he said, oh, this is the album that, that Brian Wilson did by himself when the Beach Boys left. I guess they all went on tour. Yeah, they went, I think, to the Far East I or mean, something so like that. So I yeah. didn't even realize that. I knew this movie was about Brian Wilson, but I didn't realize it was about this album, which is fascinating me ever since i heard that story so now yeah. i really it's, gotta see this it's about two specific places in his life right when he makes pet sounds uh-huh. and right after he gets out of the hospital and has a a, a court appointed a, a doctor that is basically over medicating him and oh, it's it's, wow. right, it's right when he meets his wife uh um melinda ledbetter and then that insane story of how those two moments in his life occurred so one is the 80s and one is the 60s huh. so two things about that elizabeth oh, yeah. banks is ungodly beautiful she, in this yeah, movie. Oh, she's and amazing. she's stuck in 70s stuff and still looks fantastic now, tell me she is not the most i don't want i'm not even sure if i can say underrated but tell me she's not the most underrated actress in hollywood i mean no one when does she ever get talked about when is she ever nominated for and anything to turn around a direct pitch perfect too. direct pitch Pretty perfect, perfect. Ah. and at the same time she's also in she's always in the big hunger games film so she has that yeah. those big giant roles but then she does a guest star w yeah you know, shows up yeah oh, remember how amazing yeah. she was now yeah. she did w at the same time she did i'm a huge fan of hers uh <laughs> max and miri make a porno so yeah, yeah. Oh, i mean that's the same yes. time she did that and yeah. she's so diverse so talented and no one ever talks about her but she just yeah, is right. huge she's just huge yeah. never gets nominated for anything yeah, no she's great in this film and the doctor shady dude big dick played by what shady dude big dick paul giamatti paul giamatti i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> which which what's his face you made a shady dude the big who's a big dick there you get paul paul yeah yeah well, who's a big dick that has a big hey did i say I has, has a big dick, dick. Well, yeah, that's a big dick. i was like jeff, jeff for, that's for discussion i know we're like jeff's <laughs> right here i'm right here man shady dude who's a big dick because he was a shady dude who's a big dick in wa's movie too right i still yep. haven't seen it but he yeah. looks yeah. like yeah what's yeah. his face made a joke at the emmy awards uh, uh about how he's all he does is play music producers because he's got those two and then he's playing music producer and he's always doing that wa NBC. But, uh, but, <laughs> every yeah. movie's better with Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And great. not that Love and Mercy wasn't great to begin with. Because that is one of my favorite films of the year. Oh, you that's know, cool. it's early. We're getting into that season where all here come all the award things. Yeah. Yeah. Sicario, for me, is going to jump to the towards the top as well. So Really? Moment. We're not even there, though, yet with the, like... No. You know, we're going to soon get the, the Danish girl. The Danish girl will be out soon. Yeah. Tell me that preview doesn't immediately make you just see best actor. You're like, okay, there's back to back. There's Tom Hanks. Yeah. That's yeah. back to back. Yeah, Eddie Redmayne playing a woman, a transgender. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah, all those. Oh, all the preview, looks, preview makes a little Reams bit. Reams Oscar. Yeah, they said they, they were hoping this year would be Leo's, but I don't think. Uh, oh, the Revenant looks amazing. Doesn't look incredible. Yeah. Uh, so this, you guys, I mean, you and I have only talked a handful of times, yes. but I'm actually a diehard movie buff, too, and I'll 
my wife sometimes will have to wake up in the middle of the night and shut my computer, not because I'm watching porn, but because I'm watching movie previews. <laughs> I watch previews all the time. Yeah, it's kind of the bane of my existence in a way because you know they do give away too much, but we got to watch them to, t- to have this show. We yeah. got to know at least that much yeah. that the studio wants us to know to talk and make good jokes and but all that's stuff. Why but I sometimes like watching it, trailer, stop telling me shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, I'm done knowing and yeah, I got yeah, enough. Yeah. Jim Carrey's got. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what was so great about the visit because they were able to give us an idea Ooh, that. Oh, what could that. possibly be? And they don't tell you. Oh, you haven't been yet? It's great. No, I haven't been Go yet. see the visit it's already. Movie hey, it's, it's Shaw Brothers Martial Arts Month at uh, New Beverly. Oh. I've, I'm busy. When it's oh time to go God. to movies, I'm going and watching <laughs> Jeff, Shaw Brothers seen, Martial Arts Month. Have you seen the visit? But it's almost over. No, not yet. Oh, it's great. Oh, I have a kid now. No, I don't see movies oh, anymore. Right. Until it comes <laughs> on. I, I only see it on a small little screen uh-huh. at, yeah. at 12 o'clock at night. Let's think bigger then. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, man. Okay, so... What I love about this question to me is is I, I remember once I went to college and I was, you know, trying to be a serious actor. If anybody would ask me that question during my more kind of like pretentious time, I would always been like, Oh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's yeah, the I greatest the movie ever made. Answer, like yeah. I love that. But that's not the true it's answer. You're not gonna pop that in on Saturday. No, that's no, not the, no, that's no. Not the true answer. It's directed anyway. by a guy named Milos. You're yeah. trying to impress. Yeah, 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 no, that's not even remotely true. I would clean never up the watch house. That. I think I'm gonna throw in uh, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's yeah, nest. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm gonna watch Chinatown because I'm gonna do the dishes. No. No. I'm gonna. Uh, it's it's hands down without question. Top Gun. I oh shit! Top Gun. Yeah. That's a first without for the show. Even, uh, Nobody said Top Gun yet. Yeah. Tell me the first moment of that movie isn't still forever the greatest. Just the. Oh, oh my god! The stars move over the Paramount signs. The greatest. You guys, it's a shame that Bart is not here. He would be okay with that. Because he loves Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Tommy Tom is my he's, he's my man. I I used Aww. to have I used to have this this my wall used to have like mm-hmm. color of money here and yeah, I, I had the Mission yeah. Impossible him floating you know was, and by the way that's '96 and I'm <laughs> senior yeah, he's, in college uh, but he's still high school, the high school. <laughs> he's still he's the greatest, the greatest man yeah. how I mean the Mission Impossible how amazing was that. You know, oh, and then uh, Ghost Protocol, yeah, or Ghost, no, the uh, the new one, yeah, the new Rogue one. Nation. That's yeah, great. I mean that was incredible, it's amazing. And the one they did last year with Emily Blunt that has no name, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> it, it has, have a name. It has it really three names. Name. Whatever yeah. it's called, Terrible. Live Die Repeat. Yeah, and yeah. then it. I think now they turned into Live Die Repeat. Dot dot Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, like, they've done some weird yeah. thing with it. Like it's, yeah, but it's that. Your title. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Groundhog Day. That's all you need. Yeah, people will go. I love them. I love them. So yeah, man. I've seen Top Gun. An obscene number of times. An obscene number of times. I love it. I actually worked at the movie theater when that was in the theater. (gasps) Oh. I aged myself a little. But, uh, and they sure enough had the Navy guy in the lobby. Waiting oh, to wait to get your phone number. That's yeah. genius, and that is genius because everybody in my grade school was suddenly going to the Air Force Academy yep. once they were mm-hmm. uh, once they were out of school. That was everybody decided they were doing that. After here's our gun. here's our slight age difference. Mm-hmm. Here at seventy, I was seven. But the, for the record, that was my first job. That was my yeah, first that was, job yeah, okay. that I ever had. For the record, these were seventh graders that were ready to go off to the Air Force Academy. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> no, it's true. I remember hearing about that. I remember that they were like oh, yeah. lining up. In there. God, that movie. I could watch that movie. I uh, have never seen it. Now, what do you like what? about it? Wait, hold on a I've second. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never seen Top Gun. Huh. I don't know how that happened. I'm just thinking about it now, and it's kind of shocking to me, too. Let me write it down. Let, write it down as if my- you'll forget. Karen's got a list, <laughs> a list. of movies she hasn't as seen. We're trying to way, get her caught up here. They converted it to 3D. Did you know this? No, I didn't. Have you seen it that. in 3D yet? No. I haven't either. Yeah. And remember, they were going to make Top Gun 2 recently. It was all set to go until someone jumped off a bridge. Oh, but you heard, oh, uh, no. but you heard yeah. uh, him on the red carpet at the Vienna premiere of Mission Impossible mm. Rogue Nation. He said, I'll do it, but no CGI planes. 
Which means what? he's going to get in a jet and fly like a motherfucker all over the sky. Tell me he's... I mean, if, if, if that isn't an indication also, just continual proof of like, there's... there's, Like, I know I know what success I want in this business, but I I don't want to be like him. Like, I, that's too... Yeah. He's too... He's an, he's a junkie. He's, he's too Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's yeah. so Tom Cruise. And so, you know, Denzel and those few actors that just work in insane... Like, I mean, the th- things that he does, the, the addiction, I'm like, no, nah, I'll take a stunt double for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, uh, it's, isn't it lunch? I think well, right now it's Jack Reacher two. He's making Jack oh, Reacher two. Edward Zwick. Do you like Jack Reacher? I did not. What you did, did not. not? I did not. I didn't. I didn't buy him as the character. It's just oh, one of those films. I just and greatest entrance. And, my, oh. and, and you know what I did love is the one that everybody hated. I loved the one that he did. Why am I forgetting the name? Oblivion. Right? Oblivion. I loved oh, Oblivion. I love that one that too. sex scene in the pool above the above the earth and the, the oh, I love that Good movie. Stuff. I loved them both. <laughs> yeah. I just, Jack Reacher just didn't, I, you know what, I need to watch it again. I do, I do, I need to watch well, it again. Well, as Bart would tell you, who, who again, who's not here today, all he does is win. He yeah. wins at the beginning, he wins in the middle, he wins at the end, and Bart's like, you know, I, I'm, he's getting to the point where we've seen, there's too much depression in the world, yeah. just give me a Tom Cruise movie where he kicks ass the whole yes, time. Yes, and we're fine, and we'll take that, you know? Yeah. And I, I love the solitary badass, too. I love the guy that's like, ooh, you shouldn't have messed with him. Oh, like, yeah. I love saying that before a scene. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, give it a second oh, viewing, because I think you'll appreciate I'll watch that Chris McCory dialogue. Yeah, I'll watch pretty, it again. Oh, badass. hey, you know a good, uh, now, have you seen, because a lot of people didn't see this, Night and Day, have you seen Night and Day? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. No, no, I've never not seen a Tom Cruise Okay. I've never, okay. Okay. I'm not even like Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Yeah, I was fine. That Skip one it. I waited Skip though. It. That one it took it's me. Bad. In. He's amazing. He's it's amazing. Bad. That was like an HBO. I think I watched that one on HBO. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I waited that one. That's okay. But uh, and then I would say, I mean, I could literally. I mean, the the the, the absurdly close second place for me is uh, is Last Crusade. I mean, I've seen Last Ooh, Crusade. Uh, Yes. And I and I will I am one of those people that will officially say like no those will be they'll be like no no you mean like the trilogy I'll be like no Last Crusade yeah. to me to my when that movie came out because that came out in eighty nine I was ten like that was the coolest movie ever you know at that time like yeah. to see that on the big screen I saw that a million times including and then and then Tremors I saw Tremors so many times <laughs> ah, it's a good movie remember it's how good, good remember how good that movie was yeah like, it was so good surprising yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of those. You're ones like, like, all right, I watch this cheesy whatever. It's got yeah. whoever in it, and you're just like, then that whole movie, you're like, this is really, this good. is really good. Oh it's like yeah. when you saw Galaxy Quest, and you're like, does anybody else yeah. know that this movie's awesome? Yeah, yeah. No one <laughs> that is awesome. You all know this is a classic, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'll watch Last Crusade any day. Like that, yeah. I could pop it's on. It's interesting. So that when you were that young, not knowing the history of how great Sean Connery is, and still appreciating that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes. knowing exactly. that is an extra bonus. Yeah, I did yeah. not. I mean, I you know, I I, I think I I really found myself to be like i watched the cheesiest movie i was more into like van damme and seagal films mm. like bad bad movies for for all intents and purposes those you know? are they were yeah. but like, they were hitting I, their stride at that time they though. sure I mean, were they, they were on fire <laughs> they were blood sport and under siege and uh-huh. all those cool movies but so so i didn't know i didn't know yet it took me a while to like learn how good those actors were i was just more into like cheesy 80s and 90s action films you know and that's mm-hmm. so i knew I, I was talking to her earlier like i just knew i was like oh i want to do that for a living mm-hmm. i want to be a <laughs> i want to be an action movie star and then someone was like no 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 you 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 have funny eyebrows you need to just <laughs> <laughs> but that tank sequence that's yeah. when i test out i you know when you're testing out a new audio system in your home you know yeah. you got a new home theater you're gonna put in a couple of things saving private ryan yes tank sequence from indiana jones the last yes those are the two things i put in yes that's a good call oh yeah when it grinds into them and he's like gosh like he does that one yeah, you hear all the things clinking yes. on the ground and they're just mashing up the side of the wall i don't know why i love that moment when he tells him to make a left turn or something he says something in german because it's a great shot it is a great shot he turns into it ah, I'm yelling yeah, 
scene. Yeah. You're like, yeah, go Indiana Jones. Totally. There's a behind the scenes shot of uh, of uh, Harrison Ford stapling. His, remember that? Yeah. Have you seen that? The, hair, the hat kept blowing off. They yeah. have to do take after take, and his hat would blow off. So yeah, and that's another example of a guy that's like, you're like, no, I, Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford because uh-huh. he would do that. I would have been like, is there a rubber band? <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we slow the breeze down? Pin? Yeah, <laughs> let's do this tomorrow. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, well, let's go from the greatest movies of all time to <laughs> what did you? Pregnant pause. <laughs> it was dramatic. Well, what did you <laughs> see this, this week? <laughs> oh, you guys crushed that. <laughs> crushed it. We did. We did. It was smooth. Well, I mentioned Sicario, <laughs> but uh, Karen and I saw something else through the greatness of Movie Pass. If you don't oh. know what Movie Pass is, it's Netflix for have the theaters. Have you heard theaters. of Movie Pass? Uh, no. You pay own. thirty-five oh, bucks, great. you can see all the movies you want for a month. You and that includes New Beverly. I can't do that now. You probably don't want to do that now, right? I can't do that now. I think no. that their market is pregnant. not people... <laughs> I don't think that young Damn children... <laughs> their market are not dads who have babies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Though they do have that at the at the Grove. They have a thing where I, I think it's like, I don't know what day, yeah, Wednesday. They? Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. and it's just parents. You're allowed to bring your kid there and you're, there is no rules. Like your kids yeah, can your literally kids run can around, cry, and, cry yeah, and take yeah. a deuce. That sounds like an awful oh it's you would never go there without children yeah, well, that's the thing they get them out of general population oh. just yeah. get them over there yeah. accidentally walking into that that <laughs> sounds <laughs> horrifying just wanted to see break just, <laughs> just want to see the perfect twilight. guy <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to see twilight good lord oh my god that was okay. i remember when when my son was born the second that was when breaking down part two and she just that was the one she could go see i was like what there's so many like it's just that was the only one that she was allowed to but anyway so, go. so what is this what is the sequence of what did you see what did i see i don't remember the intern oh yeah i loved it i forgot that's I saw robert it. de niro I and cutie mccuterson and hathaway and hathaway it was a great movie it turned out to be really lovely and wonderful and uh well written and thoughtful and funny okay. and robert de niro was great and it poked fun at the idea of how offices are different now than they were back when robert de niro was uh working in yeah. an office regularly but it's it's so interesting because it still has a lot of the same qualities and, and points of like a woman in business and what it's like how you have to behave in order to stay in charge it was cool yeah, yeah cool. in fact i thought it worked best as a drama yeah like the funny moments some of them were forced and not all that funny some were trying to be funny and weren't all that funny but then the whole yeah dealing with like de niro plays a really sweet older man like yeah which feel, de niro is in this which it's de niro? a new de niro a I new think. one yeah he mugs, he mugs a little bit you know he's always going yeah, yeah, hey, he's smiling a lot and being cute yeah. but it's not uh <laughs> he's smiling a lot and being yeah, exactly. cute who says that about de niro no, he, well the last 15 years the last yeah, 15 years yeah. says that about de niro but he's uh <laughs> you feel for him you know he, he brings the loneliness that he has and he just wants to be wanted so he goes and takes this job and they buy into that and they play it all well you know and then when they do some blowjob joke or whatever it's not it yeah, doesn't, it's not doesn't quite hit but then uh, like you said all the stuff about Anne Hathaway trying to retain control of the business that she formed from people who think it should be run by somebody else with more experience and that and that whole level of uh, you know one-upsmanship in the workplace is handled well uh, just not as funny as uh, I thought it would be but yeah. all that other stuff is, is entertaining is uh, De Niro just? I just wish he and Alexander Payne would make a movie together. Like oh, that's that, what. Oh yeah, that's just You're right. what that needs would be to great. happen. I mean, I've been thinking I mean, since yeah. I saw the one with Nicholson all those years. Yeah, ago. what yeah. was the Nicholson one? Bouchman. Bouchman. You're right. Just yeah, make one with that. De Niro. A sad, miserable De Niro mm-hmm. would be like the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He <laughs> needs his Donnie Brasco. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know what's a good old De Niro film that I saw is the one with Stallone, where they're the boxers. 
Uh, you saw that? I did oh, see that. That was on ago, HBO. Yeah. I really wanted to see that, but then the reviews were so lukewarm. It's really good. Go. But yeah. it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Somehow they both, even though I just feel at this at this grudge age, match. Grudge, grudge yeah. match. I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, who didn't love those two? But I just right. Didn't exactly. See it. Well, that's the thing. As soon as you start watching, it, you go, well, I, I love these guys. Like yeah. I'll just I'll watch them do whatever they're doing right now for the rest of this movie. Yeah. You know, being combative and telling each other to fuck off and all these sort of ways and this sort of stuff and making fun of each other because they're both old and all this sort of stuff. I mean, all that sort of buddy-buddy stuff is just throughout the whole thing, and it's just those two being kind of those two. Yeah, it was actually surprisingly enjoyable, but you'll see, like, after the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, I, th- they've figured out their dynamic here, and they're going to play that for the rest of it. And so you realize, like, all right, I'm just going to watch whatever's been going on so far for the rest of this. I like and, it. You know. uh, yeah, I, I do want to. I do want to report that um, Paul and I accidentally got cable. I don't know how we did it. It's part of our package. We got rid of it, and we only had like. Um, I hate when you accidentally get cable back, it, and it does happen. It is, you no, do accidentally get cable we back. Didn't yeah. want cable. And now <laughs> it's back anyway. So we turned on the TV, and I was doing something on the couch, and I got done, and. I don't know. Paul just sort of left the TV. Ah, you're watching football. He left the room. He said, I'll leave this on for you. And the next thing I know, Caddyshack was uh, on. Uh, I thought you were going to say Creed, that preview Creed. Because that movie looks amazing. Caddyshack was on, and I couldn't get off the couch. How can you not? Yeah, oh, you just, and it had commercials. I would take the oh. commercials to run and get my computer, and then get back on the couch. You and take then the commercials run, to run and get your DVD that you have on the I shelf. Always think, but we won't, but you don't but do you it. Don't my do wife, it. I mean, do you have any idea how many battles my wife and I have had over that? I'm like, babe, we. oh, it's right no. Bridget Jones Diaries is right there. Oh, I love it. It's right there. We but can you start want to the watch the two-hour version. And I know. I literally was on the couch, and Paul walked by, and he just tapped Caddyshack, which was on the DVD rack. He's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's right, right here. Right I'm like, I can't. What a wonderful movie. Okay, there were moments. I had to leave to go do something, and it was a scene with Bill Murray and Chevy Chase, two comedic legends, in Bill Murray's house or room or whatever that is. Garage room type thing. Every yeah. friggin' second is brilliant. Even, like, you can just watch the gears in Bill Murray's character as Chevy Chase is like, he, he says, oh, is this your place? And uh, Bill Murray goes, yeah. And then he doesn't leave it there. He goes, what do you think? <laughs> it can't. Why? <laughs> of course it's not going to go With well. With my lips. With my lips. Oh, All those little sides and With lines. And then famously, that scene between him and Chevy Chase, because neither one of them were supposed to be main characters in, yep. that, in that movie at all, right. but then they ended up hiring Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Bill Murray isn't even in the script. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I heard That's that. Right. Yeah. Stephen Lewis just sent me the script, and Bill Murray's character's not even in it. So they, they got so big throughout the shooting, and this is the genius of Harold Ramis, that he's like, I'm going to keep giving scenes to yeah. Bill Murray because he's killing it, because uh, the guy that played that role, they had to fire. He only supposed to be there for the scene, the Gunga Galunga uh, scene with the the thing against it's the night. Yeah, on your oh, deathbed, no. you receive yeah. total consciousness. Poor Charles Rocket. Somebody got that reference. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, but um, but so they they realized that Chevy and Bill had become such huge things. They said we've got to have one scene with them together. So that so scene, good. very famously, was improvised. That they, is they, what you can see in this. They took I'm the improv you. away, kind of wrote the structure oh, down, had them redo okay. it, and that is just so playful and improv. Yeah. Improv. And it's just there. the whole idea of saying yes and and one upping and I coming, know, right? living in the reality of Play. well, you know, I guess some things in back order. Yeah. What? That's right. Did you guys see him do Olive Kutrid? Olive Kutrid? I did. I that? loved it. I thought it was I amazing. I thought once he showed up, things got rocking and rolling. I wish yeah. it was more Bill Rockin' and rolling. Well, I'm not sure that phrase is used to describe Olive Kutrid no. in any way, but uh, <laughs> in any way. 
Is that, Bill Murray, is that Bill Murray? Is that yeah, Bill yeah, Murray does. Uh, I was he actually won the on, Emmy. Uh, on her as a character, but man, did I love Richard Jenkins. Oh, really? Oh no! Oh, I mean, yes. Great. I'm yeah. saying really to you, not liking her. Yeah. Them. I thought all of them were just yeah. to die for. Yeah. I didn't feel like we were watching acting, especially with him, especially, especially. with Richard yeah. Jenkins. Like he was. That might be one of the best performances. Where can I find Olive Kittredge? I, I know a little, this little thing called HBO. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a four-parter, so it's like okay. A four oh, good, good, good. And okay. please, please understand just how depressing it is. Like, yeah. you really don't be in a sad place. I, yeah. I don't want to be that guy that doesn't watch depressing stuff anymore. But I cannot remember the last time I watched something that was depressing. Then you I will just not won't do it. Yeah. I just won't do it. I go. You know what? There's Captain America to watch. I'm gonna go ahead and watch that. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's yep. just like the news. I don't bother. Yeah. I know. Fuck it. No, okay. no. What'd you see this week? Uh, are we allowed to talk about television? Like, I'm, I'm into, a little bit, a little bit. Well, movie-wise, I, I went to a. Uh, sadly, I went to a funeral back in Connecticut, so I had first time in a while some alone time on the plane. <laughs> so I like downloaded so many things to watch. Uh, I binge watched uh, Mozart in the Jungle for some random reason. That was really good. Uh, yeah, the Amazon series. Gail Garcia Bernal's the lead. I had no idea. Like, like phenomenal actors are in it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's McDowell, a f- right? Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Mozart fan- in the Jungle. Is that like Fitzcarraldo? Like bringing music to the Jungle people? It feels it's like a, you you even get a little confused, but no, it's just about the New York City Orchestra. Oh, okay. It's it's uh, it's the <laughs> New York City Philharmonic. Urban Jungle. Urban, there. Ah, urban, jungle. urban Jungle. I see. Uh, I watched Up in the Air again for uh, for out of on nowhere. a plane. Look uh, at you. Yeah. Uh, no, here's the button that I did. I, I swiped the credit card on and and couldn't help but watch. Um, uh, what's the Dwayne Johnson? San Andreas. That's what I watched. Ah. Wow, wow. With some turbulence, watching wow. San Andreas. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. A little nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, that's. Uh, I mean, is he not? the ultimate entertainer I love like him. he I doesn't funny. i mean so charming. When it really yeah. comes down to it there's a moment in, in in it where his his second daughter is about to like is drowning one of he lost a daughter to drowning and his now second one is drowned but he's trying to bring her back he has he has zero emotional capability he's the opposite <laughs> of of robert de niro he has no idea how to tap into anything but he's just a pure entertainer and i'm like i still buy it yeah. i still buy it <laughs> even though i know you have no clue how to tap into this it's at all charisma yeah that's mm-hmm. it he's just pure charisma those fast uh, movies are the best the best tapping of what he has yes and they're the best worst movies maybe ever made they really are they you still haven't really seen Seven, have you? Uh, no, I haven't seen Seven. But th- those are guy soap operas. Oh, you ball at the I end of Seven. L- yeah. You ball. Yeah. You ball. They uh, that's do true. The, oh, man. Yeah, they yeah. do it perfectly. I can't wait. It's on video now, right? We're a family. I don't have friends. I have family. That's all I ever say. How many times? I mean, uh, the joke yeah. is so intensely real of how many. In, starting in the fifth one. No, in the fourth one. He said, one last ride. Ah. In the fourth <laughs> film. And now, and now if you go on deadline, it says he's going to make three more. Yeah. He's going to make another trilogy. One last ride. As a fan of four sequels, films ago, yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that, that's that's the that's the uh, Friday Thirteenth, the final chapter, yeah. which was six before they were even <laughs> yes. taking a pause. Yeah, those movies are awesome. <laughs> I'll so watch those movies. I all love day. sequels, and, and we're in horror season right now. So, yeah, uh, and again, I will bring it up again. Jason Statham, greatest entrance. One of the greatest entrances in history in Furious 7. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautifully done. I mean, there's another actor. I mean, he's he's an actor, actor, but he he's still... He's like, his own genre. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. But huge summer for him because Spy, too. But those oh, two movies... I missed that. How yeah, was Spy? Hilarious. I heard that was amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. I heard it was amazing. Brilliant. Uh, to me, to me and, and I'm just going to... I mean, I thought when I came out of Mad Max, I thought I came out of the best action film I've ever seen before. I'm not making... Fury I, Road. Fury yeah. Road. Yeah. I yeah. thought Fury Road was perfect. I wow. thought in every it's way. It's the ultimate action film, I'll tell you that. You know? I mean, it's it's the ultimate distillation of the idea of life on the road in the apocalypse because it does not stop. It does not. No. It's, it's the craziest thing. It's, how it's how none awesome. of those characters were not, they were all uh, uh, 
I mean, just the way they even handled the backstories of things. Like you didn't even have to, it all happened in the moment. You never needed anything else to, he's like, I'm not going to fuck around. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say something to you to let you know what's happening. But really what matters is this car chase right now. Yeah. 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 You can, you know, if someone's going to die, like you, you, like the backstory was just told in like a a blip. And then I, I I thought it was the best. Yeah. It makes you wonder what he might've done with 30 years of those movies, but he took a break. Yeah. To break. Lorenzo Doyle or whatever he did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Happy Feet. Did you like yeah. it? Did you like it? You're, I you're... did. I didn't. I didn't love it. I made best action movie of the year. I really did. I, I, I don't know if he beat the Avengers. Still, I think I love Age of Ultron. Oh come on! Yeah, There's two movies better than that. Two. That is two movies. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> that's as big as two movies. <laughs> I'm saying Mad Max and uh, Mission Impossible was better than that. Mission yeah, Impossible was post perfect. Mission Post. That was good. Mm, come on. Good. I cannot divorce good. myself from the fact that I was watching an Avengers movie again. It's just. Uh, it's just always I'm I'm from way back. Yeah, a huge live action superhero fan. Sure. I've always loved that, I get that that jump to the big screen. And they were just for years were never going to do it right. right. They were doing Steel and Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, yep. and then yep. and it was just like they're never going to get this right. They're never. I'm never going to see Captain America on the screen. Do you imagine they could not get Batman right twice in a row? Yep. Can you imagine trying to do Captain America? That's a good How point. badly you'll do that. And so when I watch the Avengers, I'm like, oh, this, I, I just can't even handle it. Yeah. I just can't even handle it. And then, and then when the Human Torch got cast, you were like, oh, but he just failed at a at an action star, and then and then he was perfect. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, like, oh, he was the great thing about Fantastic Chris, Chris, Four, though. Chris Evans to me is the best of all of them. I, oh, yeah. I watch. I like he him. He is most. Captain America. Yeah, that's like watching Christopher Reeve. You're like, that's Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> Captain America right yeah. there. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Did you see Snowpiercer? Did you guys oh, like that? Yes. I really, yeah, so I, know. I wish I loved that. Oh. Man, his monologue in that is like beyond everything. But the rest of the movie kind of, I didn't didn't work for me. Yeah, know. he was, was weird. He's just like I, I just I love the guy now. Yeah. I just love him. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought, yeah, the Human Torch, hey, cracking jokes guy could be like what you need out of Captain America. Pulled it off. Yeah, oh, I love right. that he's the perfect Human Torch and Captain America because that was the yeah. Human Torch in yeah. that movie. Yeah, I was, it was like, oh, that's, that's a good Johnny point. Storm Did you right see there. Fantastic Four yet? Have you chimed in on that? I no. did. You did. Why? What, would you like to know what I saw this week besides the five deadly venoms, the New Beverly? Don't worry about that. Same <laughs> yeah. plot as the rest. As of them. ever, the time's running short on the. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, I did see Fantastic week, Four. I uh, I did not want to let a, a superhero movie exit theaters, and it and I and it's not like I saw it because I was like, oh, it's got bad reviews. I'm like, you know me. I'm like. I'm going to go watch this and love it, even right. though everyone else hates it. Like, I just, you know, I mean, I, like I said, I saw the Phantom in theater. And I'm like, this is so great, you know? So, <laughs> so uh, you know, Phantom. I'm going to go see the Fantastic Four, much like the other Fantastic Fours. All this negative crap, whatever. You know what? People have to pick one movie a year to hate. It's like in, it's like in 1984. They put up, what was it, Goldberg in the, in the book, 1984. They put put his picture up, and everyone have the one the 10 minutes of hate. Now it's called Fox News. But back then it was, they put the, you know, and they would everyone shout at it and hate it. Yep. You know, once a year, it's it's uh, John Carter of Mars. It's uh, uh, whatever. Every year, there's one movie. Lone Ranger. Lone yeah. Ranger. It's yeah. like, and you know what? The, tr- the truth is, like, movies aren't oh, yeah, bad like they used to be. Back back when I was a kid, movies were just like just odd little weird <laughs> things. They wouldn't know quite how to make movies. Now they really nail so much stuff that I feel like everybody gets all pent up for their movie to hate. So they go Lone Ranger full bore. And for this one, Fantastic Four, I'm sure there are p- plenty of stories around that to lead into that, and it, and it doesn't come just of its own volition. But yes, everyone wanted to hate on that, and I was like, there's no way it's that bad. I mean, you know, we all suffered through you know Batman Returns and other sort of just weird oddness. So there's, there's no way it's that. Uh, and it actually is not. It just... 
suddenly ends is the oh. is the real problem with Fantastic uh, Four. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, first part of it's really good. Actually, I like the last part. I've just been missing that twenty minutes that bridges the the the. Uh, have you ever been in a movie? And a lot of times <laughs> movies will pull out of this where you go because sometimes movies will have that fake first ending and it'll seem to be ending yeah. and you yeah. and you'll go. But this better not be the ending because there's just too much other stuff you have to wrap up. But then every once in a while you're in a movie where you go, oh, this feels like we're headed into the last act. But but then it'll pull out and have a second. No, this is one where you go, oh, we're in the last act. Oh, this is the ending. Oh, man. Like we've just suddenly were there. And it's a very logical ending. I think it's all a very logical story. It's just missing 20 minutes between the second act and the third act. Interesting. I thought that about the first Fantastic Four movie, the first okay. Tim Story one with Michael yeah. Chiklis and, uh, and Jessica Alba. You know, like that movie was, they're created. Now they're going to fix what happened while they were created, then it was over. And it I'm was like, over. Don't they have a, I know, right? They don't, yeah. I don't have a mission or anything uh-uh. or a bad guy. Or, you know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That, that, and that, this one suffers from that, too. Yeah. Obviously, the, some of the same hands were involved in this one, I feel. It went for this darker take and everything like that. But still, it's like, it feels a little bit like the Tim Story well, let's uh, Fantastic Let's get Kevin Feige in there and handle the Fantastic yeah. Four. I but, don't but, know but, when well, that'll but, happen. But, but why did the Fantastic Four, again, it, I can always, I only filter things through what apparent, like, we really chew. You get become instantly picky on what you're going to go see. It's just for some reason, from the moment the preview came out, I was like, nah, I mean, that's a rental. That's yeah. a rental. It just yeah. didn't feel... There was nothing about it that I was like, oh, I got to see that on the big screen. Well, you there's know? no charm. No it's charm. Missing, like, the Feige, That's a good the point. The Feige and Marvel Cinematic Universe is yeah. tons of charm, whether it's Mark Ruffalo or Robert Downey Jr. I mean, right. forget about it. Yeah. Right, right. Excessive uh, charm. Or Loki. I mean, there's charm all over And yeah, that's one thing you can say about the Tim Story Fantastic Four is just, they had charm all over the place. Those are great charming people and stuff so so at least it had that it just couldn't have any story uh, <laughs> to it. It, it i remember they all got their powers and then they went to a bridge and then uh, the, the 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 thing accidentally crashed a bus and then they had to save people from the bus that he crashed they yeah. caused all it's their all, own problems exactly <laughs> so where's the 20 minutes where they have another adventure yeah. let, let me ask you guys this just just because I, I love to know from the giant movie nerds are you guys more excited for civil war or are you more excited for batman versus superman Civil War. Oh, Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Captain I mean, America. Marvel's doing it better. Come on, man. They are doing it better. A sequel yeah, to are. Winter Soldier, which was never going to happen, which is a sequel to Captain America, which is a period piece Captain America movie, which was never going to happen. <laughs> None of this was ever going to happen, and yeah. it's happening, yeah. I think the the the, the, the Winter Soldier, or, I'm sorry, the Captain American films are the best. Hand, both. <sighs> I, I even love the first so one to death. Yeah. Like I yeah. just, that's They're the only ones that I want to watch over and over. I know that. I just saw a list recently where they, of course, listed Iron Man as the best. The first one is like yeah. the best. It is. It's, it's <laughs> very that's good. Where, that's where Karen comes yeah. in. Oh, she man. loves her Tony Stark. Winter, Winter who will be Soldier. in the next Captain America movie. Okay. They won't like each other, from what I hear, but they'll, yes. they'll have our. Oh, they'll have, you, dis, I, they'll have disagreements. Wait, I thought that's where they dislike each other. What? What? What yeah, are you saying? They Civil won't War. Like each other, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. The whole but thing. they hate each other. But no, Karen loves when uh, Tony Stark's happy. Oh, I yeah. see. Oh no, he's not going to be happy. <laughs> no. he's, 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 I, th- I have an idea for a movie. I really want to just have like a buddy comedy with Iron Man and the Hulk. I would love that movie. They clearly in between movies that's the Hulk happened. or Mark Ruffalo. Right? Yeah, they Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah. You mean Mark, Mark Ruffalo? Banner no, 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 and no, Star. but I mean Banner and Star. Banner and Star. Yeah. Yeah. You mean I'm thinking just the culture when I No, no, it depends if to how upset he gets, but I'm just saying I think they I they like They go to a Dodgers game. I like when they do stuff like in the last movie where they were figuring they were doing math together. <laughs> I like hey, that. Yeah, and, and, and it I, was fun. 
And that's that's a thing too. Yeah. That's a real buzz if you're a fanatic like I am too. When I sit there and watch Tony Stark is in the first Avengers in this last one too. When these two talk, Tony Stark and 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 Bruce Banner talking is so it's they're not in suits they're not doing crazy stuff yeah. but they are those characters yeah. in that wonderful way and that was like never going to happen as well like forget you know forget nailing just even captain america in uniform just the fact that tony stark and bruce banner can have a conversation and the mad scientist conversation in age of ultron and, yeah. and just be like this is also their alter egos put perfectly on screen. You know, they yeah. can't even, I, I don't know, they can't nail Clark Kent or, or Bruce Wayne half the time, you know, but. Uh, I yeah. think, yeah, that the, the DC universe that started now, minus Christopher Nolan and minus Charm, is. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll enjoy it, but I'm not looking forward to it as much well, as for me, anything Marvel does. I'm looking forward to Black Panther more than uh, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, yeah. Know, I look forward to Ant Man more than Batman vs. Superman. That's true, man. If it's a Marvel thing, it is gold right I know. now. I just, I, I think my deep obsession with Superman is so hard. And I think he's so perfect as Superman Henry Cavill that even though yeah. the first one was such a mess. Oh, my God. I saw I saw Man from Uncle. I, I won't go oh, on. How was that? It was it's. Good. Awesome! Yeah. This movie oh, is Guy so. There's another good. example of Ridley Scott. A little bit. That's a. That's yeah. a, Well, no, he's more on the M Night Shyamalan. We love him. Yeah. Snatch. Ten years ago. Yes. <laughs> it just seems like no matter what, I'll go see one of Guy Ritchie's yeah. films, be disappointed, and be like, I still love him. Well, I love as a James Bond fan who is now basically deprived of James Bond movies because Skyfall isn't a James Bond movie. I know it's got James Bond in it, the yeah. James Bond theme, but if, if you watch that, you wouldn't go, oh, this is a James Bond movie. Yeah, just, yeah, they, yeah. they just feel different. They're doing a whole new thing Does he even now. bang a chick in Skyfall? I don't think he does. He does bang chicks. Hey, hey. He Did does, he bang chicks in that one? Just chick banging. There's, there's chick, you gotta have chick banging. Going on. Yeah. Yes. You gotta have chick banging. There is some chick banging. And there's lots of, there's all the James Bond stuff, but the James Bond we all kind of know and <laughs> yeah, love yeah, yeah. from our youth, that is in Man From U.N.C.L.E. And then uh, the other one is The Kingsman. Oh, the Kingsman that is Kingsman so good. Great. Which that might be the, the action movie of the year. That's that the might best be movie. that might, is hands down the most underrated action. Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. saw You're it, right. and it's that movie phenomenal. Has a very special quality that a lot of movies do not. It brings the entire movie guys together because. I am a huge Colin yeah, Firth fan, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're huge action fans. And I'm like, this is a great. movie. It is movie. a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. What's his fa- uh, Who's the who's the not him, but the shaved head guy, Mark, Mark G- Strong. Mark oh, Strong. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He was awesome <laughs> in it. I love like Mark Strong. He is awesome. Mm-hmm. That guy. That what movie. What a missed was opportunity with Green Lantern. He is the perfect Sinestro, and now we'll never get to see it. Nope. <laughs> they waited to a post credit scene to put Sinestro. Oh, sorry, I go on and on. No, that oh, yeah, that's a good trailer. All right, we got to get to uh, the big finale. I got finale. opinions. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we we want to wrap up the show the best way we know how. Karen's weekly look at the uh, birthdays of All the right. celebrities who make the movies. Karen, take it away. What the heck is going on? It's such an exciting. Karen, whose birthday is it this week? (laughs) Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to contributor to the show and fellow movie guy. Mr. Steve Schultz. Oh, is it his birthday? He turns older today, but he could play anywhere from a handsome man to a handsome woman. Let me explain. Okay. So Steve is known for, play, known for playing a myriad of characters from a number of his solo sketch comedy shows. He has Trust and Funny and the sequel, Trust and Funny 2. Trust, trust Funnin. Trust, trust Funnin. Funnin. I'm right. sorry, Funnin. I can't even read it. Sorry, Steve. You gotta be kidding. His film work includes the critically acclaimed drama Manipulating Life and the title role in the independent film Mr. Gloom, which I think is interesting. because a Chicago th- resume for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not gloomy at all. And he's a very talented voiceover artist. I think we have a clip. 
Oh, yes. I think it starts out with him as one of his women. Women, yes. Oh, Tiffany, I worry about you meeting some horrible stranger. Huh, mother, I can handle this. I'm sure all of the men on the dating service will be wonderful. Hi, I like your ad. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> unsure In the basement of my mother's house, and every once in a while she'll let me use... Right, so he's just going to go on Is this taking place this in his head? <laughs> this is all the characters in his head? Steve has been contributing jokes and yeah. sketches to the movie guys for five years, and at the end of every movie guys show, I have a little secret hello to Steve, kind of like the Carol Burnett show, and I just squish his head. So you can watch for that. It's been going on for years. So happy thank birthday, you, happy Steve. birthday, Steve, wherever you are listening to this. Thank you, and stay warm in Chicago. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Julie Andrews, who turns 80. Jeez. Thought she was dead. Ah! <laughs> Not even kidding. Not even remotely kidding. When well, you said that, I was like, post more, more. No, no, no. As no, of today? No. As of today, 80. But thank you for jumping Not for much longer. (laughs) So she can play anywhere from wholesome to whole frontal nudity and SOB. Did you guys ever see that? No. Chance to see Mary Poppins' boobs. Nice cans. It was directed. Directed by her husband, Mr. Blake Edwards, who was probably like, "Um, people, my wife has got some killer cans, so I'm going to let everybody see them. Because at that point... You know. The whole movie is about a bunch of guys making a movie, and they want her to take her top yeah. off. It's, it's, it's a so, bunch it's of and you just guys. named a new movie, Killer Cans. Killer we have cans. to. That's, that's right. Ah, he hates these cans. <laughs> we By all. The way, yes. Th- thanks to thanks to working in the video store, yes. I you you can say sob. I've never seen it, but I can tell you exactly what the VHS cover S-top looks like. It's a bull in a director's chair. And we all, of course, know Miss Andrews. We all know her from Eliza Doolittle and My Fair Lady. And Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music and stuff. But she did dodge a bullet by not doing the the Eliza Doolittle because it turns out that she had a contract where she wanted to do the film because she was doing it on Broadway. But she said, look, if I don't do that one, then I'll do Sound of Music for you. That's the contingency. Ah. And so Sound of Music is this huge success. And people like the Eliza Doolittle, but they know she didn't do her own voice and it's not as big of a classic. I quite frankly don't like the show. My Fair Lady's a little long and boring. Sound of music, yeah. So much better. So it all worked out for her in the long run, which is very cool. And also, this is kind of interesting. Audrey Hepburn played the part in the movie My Fair Lady because the studio executives did not want Julie Andrews because she didn't have as much experience in film acting and thought Hepburn would be a much better choice. However, while the film My Fair Lady did take home several Oscars in 1964, it failed to win Best Actress category. That's because the award went to none other than Julie Andrews for her performance in Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Because she could not, you know, have a lead in a movie. Well, But what you were saying early on is the singing in My Fair Lady is not... Not no. Hepper, because she couldn't sing. Exactly. So it's actually the voice of the singing is is who is it? Julie Andrews? No, I'm no. Not sure. oh, it's not. Okay. It's There's a, a movie out about, about all those lady. people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who sang in Singing in the Rain? Who sang in uh, My cool. Fair Lady? But Julie Andrews did Story. her own singing. What a good on... couple of years for Julie Andrews. Uh, yeah. Right. It just like like you. That sound of music was the next year. Like yeah. Me. Like oh. you. Yeah. <laughs> on a roll. Just best like actor. Jeff. Best picture. <laughs> I'm happy. I thought you were dead, Jeff. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, listen well, to this. It wasn't all lollipops and roses for Miss Andrews because in 1998, her husband reported that she would probably never sing again because of throat surgery that ruined her voice. She even spent some time in a psychiatric clinic to help her clo- cope with the trauma resulting from the throat surgery. You manage it? Oh, well. Imagine that. Oh, of course she'd go crazy. Billy How- Joel, you've lost your fingers. I mean, what? Yeah. you'd be like, what? It's yeah. so Yeah, there's some separation so anxiety awful. there. Yeah. 
She did file a malpractice suit against the two New York Mount Sinai doctors who allegedly botched her throat surgery and settled out of court for $30 million. Uh, if you're going to that, take away Julie Andrews' you voice, you better pay thirty million dollars. Now that is probably going to get sued. Take away my <laughs> voice, but you're taking away Julie, Julie Andrews' yeah. voice. Very, yeah. Oopsie! Yeah. Hey, uh, the surgery went well. Bit of an oops. I, oh. I took away Julie Andrews' voice. You think that's going to come back on us? <laughs> I when, think it's going. When I hear about that much money, that literally does. Po- I don't mean to go political, but that makes me. I hope they use that movie towards something. Good. Thirty <laughs> million. <laughs> She's a fucking actress. Come on, like I hope million. thirty million. Oh, yeah. That's more yeah, money yeah. than. Some countries have. Yes, that could solve a few problems, oh and she God. got it well. because her voice got messed up. Like uh, they might have even done the surgery okay. It just might have not gone. Yeah, know, that, yeah, no, that's surgery true. on a her throat. That's true. So amazing that her normal surgery. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I hope she does. That's just so. <laughs> <laughs> You know how much I love it when celebrities sing. It's true. People ask me two things about Karen, and I say, first of all, she loves Ghostbusters t-shirts. And second of all, she loves it when celebrities sing. I love it so much, and it's obvious we're going to listen to a little Julie Andrews. So I asked Paul what his favorite song was, and he picked this one. It's super califragilistic, expialidocious. Try and be sad. Dare ya. <laughs> dare ya. Can't do it. And sad. Can't do it. I've lost my boy. Oh, no. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy. <laughs> Stupid Buffalo Bill. Oh, it's fine. I... 30 million. Okay. Movie jail for me. Never seen Mary Poppins? Oh, it's fun. Never seen it, yeah. Looks fun. Never seen Mary Poppins? Uh Uh-uh. No. But it was funny. I worked with someone. uh, It's Dick Van Dyke. It's Dick Van Dyke. I worked with someone who was was uh, the age I was when Star Wars came out, when when that came out, when when she was a kid, and she described it the way I would have described Star Wars. So I realized oh, that how cute. fantastical some of that Disney stuff was, you know, before you had a, a, a different thing to compare things to, like Star Wars from my generation. But she like, comes flying in the whole opening sequence to, yeah. that, to that generation, yeah, and the she literally oh, comes yeah, just flying in. They must have been like, that's oh, like a Tie Fighter, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like a Tie, just like a Tie Fighter. Exactly. Exactly. I think that wraps the movie showcast. <laughs> Everybody. Together we're the movie guys. Individually we are. Adam you can follow us on Twitter at the movie guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash the movie guys. Facebook? Facebook. We're on that? Wow. Yeah, are we on get on this shit on Not everybody. Get on I it. Can get on, on Facebook. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funnier Dice, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, all that shit. Thanks to Jeff Meacham. Yay. Thanks, guys. Yay. Thanks, everybody. Check out Blackish. Friday yeah. nights, 9 30 yeah. Eastern and Pacific. And I have homework. Crazy times in the flyover state. I have to watch. Top Top Gun. I have, right? I have homework. I, I, I don't even know how to. I will watch that with you because right? it's been a long, long time. I've watched the volleyball sequence plenty of times, but the whole movie <laughs> hey I haven't watched in uh, quite a while. Now, do you have Twitter or anything? Can I give you a full report? I'll, at, I'll at, let you know. At Jeff Meacham on Instagram and uh, Twitter. All yeah. right. I'll watch it and I'll let you know. Oh, yeah. AM, AM, AM. I'm a ham. Just remember, I'm a ham. Meacham. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, things to plug? Love, so, Love and Mercy on Blu-ray and yeah, digital. Yeah, yeah, download. watch Black- Blackish. That's that's my that that's what allows me to you know pay for my kids' education. Live <laughs> you know, Live so watch Blackish. Let's Thanks to Steve Schultz and Happy Birthday. Yeah. And as always, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week uh, we're back with uh, oh I didn't even write it down more movies I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Thanks. <laughs>